Hello and welcome to episode 23 of Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm your host Hunter Smith and with me today is just Drew Alderson. Hey, what's up? We could not get Austin off his lazy fat ass to come in here and do a podcast with us. Yeah, we couldn't. I mean, what does that say about about Austin? I don't know, sounds like he's a terrible person. (sighs) Today we're going to be discussing Marvel named theme necessities. This is a topic that I've had requested a lot. We originally did it back... Uh, I, we did the generics first. Yep. And then we did DC, and everybody's been wanting Marvel, so I felt like this was a good week to, to bust it out. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about best build, lots of click spoilers. Spoilers. Some comics. And since uh, we had a bright idea on the way over here from our venue, since Austin's not with us today, we're going to call Austin, and we're going to try to trick him into doing the podcast with us, even though he's trying to get out of doing the podcast. Yeah. He's supposedly sick. So what we're going to do is when we get to what we played, which we're going to do first, at towards the end of it, we're going to call Austin and try to like um, trick him into discussing what he played and how he did and everything. And uh, we'll we'll see live on air. We don't we don't we hold <laughs> nothing back. There's no tricks. We hold nothing back on the Dallas Nothing. We just, just go off the dome. <laughs> off the dome. <laughs> So we'll see how that goes. You know that show under the dome? We're off the dome. <laughs> We're going to start with what we played. Uh, Wednesday we had a very cool event, which was the ROC. It was not the very lowest, which I think is the campaign level we did. I think it's just called qualifier level event, which uh, the winner gets, I think, 10, ten. player points. Yeah. A map. Uh, you get like 10 player points for first, five for second, three for third and fourth, and then, like, two for fourth, fifth through eighth or something like that. And then you get, like, two maps and uh, quite a few dice. I think top eight get dice. I think so. And, uh, anyways... No, actually, actually, <clears throat> Philbo only got dice, did he? No, I got some, too. Oh, you did? Okay. Uh, but, anyways, we had uh, 25 or more people show up. I know, I think it was at least 25. Yeah. If not more. And there was one guy from, like, Iowa... Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what state he was from. Somewhere in the Midwest. Yeah, and he's uh, a nice guy. He listens. Yeah, right? he was very nice. And uh, and shout out to him. I can't remember his name off the top of my head now. Okay, but uh, he was a really nice guy. And it was just so cool to have so many people on such a small ROC level event. Yeah, that we hadn't promoted a whole lot really. <laughs> no. Out, I mean, outside of our local, you know, group of guys, the format was really weird. It was five hundred points, modern age. No team bases, no colossals, and no vehicles. And it's also Highlander because at the venue everything is Highlander. So it was a very strange build to build for. Um, I I didn't really have any clue what I wanted to play. I shot some teams around. I originally had a team with Phantom X, Spiral, Ultron, and Book plus Split Lip and some other stuff where you basically flood the field with drones who spawn and then free move from their thing to the portal, flap, uh, flip through the portal, then still get dropped the hammer for free because this is all still at the beginning of the turn, 
It's all still for reactions. And then Phantom X is adjacent to the portal, so every time he spits out Eva, she immediately goes through the portal, flies over out with, blasts somebody. So it's kind of a um, control lockdown team. I really wanted to play that, but I don't. I wasn't very confident in some of the matchups. So I ended up going with the team. It's funny because me and Austin playtested the night before, and I had a team of M10 Iron Man at full 225, Scarlet Witch from AVX at 100, who we'll talk about here in a minute, who is just so amazing. <laughs> and Donald Blake and Sharon Carter and Wasp Wasp with the utility belt. Who's really good. And she's very good. And I played against Austin that night. He was playing the Iron Man Iron Patriot duo, the new one from Invincible Iron Man. And the rest of the team was very similar to my team. I think he had Donald Blake and yeah, he had Donald Blake and Sharon. And he had one other piece. He had one other small Avengers piece, and then he had a uh, couple Pogs. Yeah. Um, he had, no, he had one. He it had, was the Mud Golem. It was the Mud from, Golem from uh, Fear Itself. Yeah. And we playtested against each other, and he had the rings, the power plant on his team. And the power plant was something that I hadn't seen anybody play yet and hadn't really got much time to fool with. I didn't even know what it did, honestly. So. But my thoughts were... I have M10 Iron Man who ignores everything from a resource, so I'm thinking, if I can't take down a book or a power plant team, which is assigned to every figure on their team, if I can't beat Austin's team, then what the hell's the point of me playing M10 Iron Man? So we play test it. First round, we play on the map that I choose, and honestly, he should have won, but he made a silly mistake, and I blasted his ass for it big time. I ended up winning that game. I was like, okay, next round, I want you to pick whatever map you want, and I'll try to play beat you under the worst circumstances. Couldn't even touch him. Um, he had stealth and had a way to see through my stealth, and I didn't have a way to see through his. And it was a, not, it was just a blowout. And I saw that he was able to take down my M10 Iron Man, even though he could only deal it one a possible 50-50 chance of even hitting it for one. Yeah. Because the rings have so many options. The the resource I've been saying, it's limited only to your imagination. You have so many possibilities and can put them on characters who cost next to nothing. And you can give a 10-point pog TK. Yeah. You can give it um, end cap. You can give it free smoke cloud that put your team in stealth mm -hmm. and it's also silly that you don't lose the rings until you clear that that piece so if you give say the the free smoke cloud stealth ring to a cheap little say a national strange yeah that strange never has to do any he never has to clear it's free it is so you just paid 14 points to move a stealth around the board for free every single turn and get negative one uh, defense attack on the people on the opponents who are sharing his book. It's just nuts. It's really he nuts. was using outwits to outwit Iron Man's indom and then incapping him to bypass the trait because the ring has incap. Uh, one of the rings is incap, and then after you hit, you bury around the piece to lock them down, or they can't do anything anyways. There were so many options on that team, so I was like, you know what? I want to take off Wasp assign the ring resource if I can get a hold of all the rings if people will bring them for me and I'm going to try it. Yeah. Because I just thought in a format that varied with teams at least the ring resource gives me options. No matter what I go up against there should be something in one piece of my Swiss Army knife which is the re the ring resource that will help me in the matchup. Mm -hmm. So I had never played it before 
and I was freaking out to find rings. Um, I was supposed to get two from one guy, two from another guy. Uh, I ended up missing one crucial one that I needed, and then Ricky was supposed to bring me two, and he still hadn't shown up, and it was like time to do our build sheets. Yeah. And I was like, screw it. I'm just going to go with the Phantom X team. So I started to put my team up, get my Phantom X team out, yeah. start to fill out the top of my sheet, and Ricky walks through the door. And I was like, oh, what should I do? Should I should I play <laughs> missing one ring, or should I just play the freaking Phantom X team that I haven't practiced at all? And blah, 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 what should I do? And I was like, screw it. Let's just go for the rings. So I go for the rings, and then somebody walks in who has the other ring I was missing. So it all worked out. I finally, at the very last possible second, right when the sheets had to be turned in, got my last ring and got it on my sheet, turned it in. I ended up going undefeated. Yeah. Um, the amazing thing is that M10 Iron Man has, he already has energy explosion, eight range, two bolts, and a six running shot. Like, he can move six squares when he running shots. One of the rings is TK. One of the rings is Psychic Blast. Yep. Another ring is Force Blast that increases knockback damage by one, and the knockback damage is freaking penetrating. Ooh. The combo of energy explosion that is penetrating <laughs> from one ring, and then that causes knockback that's increased by one and is also penetrating from the second one was just too much for most teams that I played. Um, along coupled with the fact that if they were assigned a resource, they couldn't really hit my Iron Man that hard. Yeah. Uh, first round, I played against Superboy Prime with the Utility Belt and a Batmite and a Rescue. And it was pretty easy for Iron Man to handle with that Psychic Blast to chew through Superboy Prime. I bet. And uh, I would give Sharon the TK ring, let her TK the first two turns, push on a Perplex, and then now she has Perplex as well. And it was just nuts. Um, Scarlet Witch, Wow. I thought that I thought that piece was good going into the tournament, leaving the tournament. That piece is is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Um, you have the trait which negates team abilities. I would just pop that at the beginning, and even though it causes her to push, Donald Blake is sitting there right beside her. He yeah. heals her right back up because he has an eleven, and she has like a sixteen. Donald, Donald Blake, Blake one of those, those pieces. Those. He only needs to hit a five and switch as prom. Mm. So how am I not gonna hit a five? So I would do that, get rid of their team ability, heal her back up, and she has, it, she's just so amazing because not only does she have perplex support and prob and the Mystic's team ability, but she has eight range sharpshooter. Which is stupid. Then you put on the fact that she has precision strike. I was using her to ping impervious pieces from outside of their range, like big 200 point pieces that didn't have eight range. She's just, oh, I'll uh, perp Iron Man's damage up, I'll prob him into this hit, and then I will also peg you for one from across the map, or I'll see through three of your guys and sharpshoot the guy in the back and hit him for one, even though he has super sense. It was just nuts. She's just so good and so versatile. Yep. And uh, uh, second match, I faced a team that was basically almost the same thing as me, as my team. It was Power Plant with the War Machine Prime, Mm-hmm. Rescue, Ironmonger, the bigger one, not the 2.0, and um, another Stark Industry, oh, Split Lip, and the <clears throat> the ring resource, and his plan was similar to mine. TK out the duo, give them a double power action, let them do whatever they want. Running shot, you he could hit me in my starting area. Yeah. I couldn't. Um, so, I just got lucky. He got to go first. He... 
his initial barrage missed Iron Man. He killed Donald Blake. The next shot, he missed Iron Man. He killed Sharon, I think. Or no, he killed two of the the Pogs. I, oh, I also forgot to mention I ran three Mud Golems. Because those things, if you guys want to look at those things on HE Realms unit section. 20 points for Plasticity and Super Senses. And Poison. Poison. They're nuts. And like I just said, I could give them rings and just keep one back to free stealth my entire team each turn. Yep. Or to TK. The TK. A 20-point TK piece. I mean, it's just nuts. So, I um, he I got lucky that he missed his initial barrage. Yeah. Iron Man had the psychic blast ring. He hits a War Machine for like six or seven. Next turn, he brings all his guys up. I give Iron Man the Force Blast ring. All his guys are about two squares away from a uh, a uh, wall. I running shot out to a spot, perp my damage all the way up. Running shot out to one spot, I aim at two separate packs of enemies with penetrating energy explosion with two bolts and force blast that deals an extra one that's penetrating. So I hit the initial targets each for three, and then splash onto to three uh, two other targets for two pin. So that is now 8 damage. Then they all force blast into the wall and take an additional 2 penetrating <laughs> for a total of like 16, 16 penetrating damage in one shot. Completely killed the team. Hunter came at that moment. Turn, I really did. I was like, champagne shower. <laughs> champagne shower. It was turn 2, or it was my second shot. Two That's attacks. Ridiculous. It was ridiculous. The, the power plant is amazing. Um, and then my third round, I played against the one piece that I was absolutely the most worried to fight, and that was Silver Centurion. Yep. You guys need to be on the lookout for Silver Centurion. The thing is a threat, um, even in 300, but especially at higher point levels. Yeah. And I had a Psychic Blast and Pulse Wave on Iron Man, neither of which can hurt the damn thing. And it had Infinity Gauntlet. It was Harry, and he was playing a, a defendable team, but he screwed up at the beginning, and he didn't put Doctor Strange in the right place to give defend to the people who needed it. Mm-hmm. I TK'd up with a mud golem, <laughs> and running shot, psychic blast, energy explosion, killed every killed four figures, I think, in one shot, <laughs> because I knocked them back into a wall again. They all took an additional yeah. two, and he, I think he had his uh, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange left, and then... Um, the Silver Centurion. We proceeded to kill each other's support, and basically neither of us could kill the other. He, I couldn't kill Centurion because of his super senses from the gauntlet, shape changing impervious on his dial, and the fact that I can't psychic blast him. He couldn't hit me because he's assigned a resource, and I have the yeah. trait. So towards the end of the game, I managed to disintegrate beam him and got rid of the the gauntlet. But by that point, there wasn't very much time left. I did manage to chew through him. I had him on a, at least halfway through his dial, but time ran out. And I barely won on points. So I went undefeated, but there was another player, Philbo, uh, another friend of ours. Yeah. He went also 3-0, and and he had a few more points than me. So he got first, I got second. I got a map, that's the main thing I wanted. I got five points, a map, dice, and uh, some other stuff. But I really wanted that map, that yeah, map so is nice. sexy. It's so nice. I'm going to bring it next week. Because Bring I it. cannot wait to play that thing. Bring it. It's on a it's it's on a mouse pad type fabric yeah. material, and it's so smooth and sexy. I just want to be able to print maps on that. I know. I'm sure there's a way. I mean, I'm sure we can 
we can find somebody who yeah. can do that for us. Maybe we can talk to old Scott. Doesn't he do some kind of printing I stuff? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. That dude's a genius. You Scott, know? you're a genius. He can whip up whatever we need. Him Love you, Scott. So I had a great time. It was really fun to see all these weird teams that people brought. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, what team did you play, Drew? I don't want to talk about it. Oh, come on. All right, I'll talk about it. This has been the worst week of Hero Clicks in my <laughs> life. But, um... I played Absorbing Man with... Uh, the Uru Forge Limited Edition Absorbing yeah. Man. Yeah. You know which Absorbing Man. <laughs> the only one that matters. Um, <laughs> yeah, true. Absorbing Man, Blue Beetle, the one from DC Tent that has Mystics, and uh, The Scarab. Yep. Um, who is ridiculously good. Oh, yeah. Um, there's uh, Scarlet Witch, Switch... Not the one from AVX, the classic. The 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 Coca-Cola classic. Coca-Cola Scarlet Witch classic. Fifty points. Um Jinx uh Gauntlet on Absorbing Man. Oh uh, Lockheed. Lockheed. Who can fly and has mystical keywords. So you had a mystical theme going on. I did have a mystical theme team. So I won map ninety one hundred percent of the time. <laughs> I was gonna say, how'd you get ninety out of uh, out of three uh, three rounds? Anyway, I went on three. I got eight points the entire the entire tournament. Well, you did play some very slow players. I will say that. And your team takes a long time to build up. It takes a very long time to get going. So, what's the idea behind your your strategy? Okay, so basically, you put a lot of mystics on. I played Pandora too. So Pandora. So I completely shut down their ability to prop. Right. Which was very good. Um, play Pandora if you don't. Um. So. The whole idea behind this was, and you create, you came up with the idea because I wasn't sure on what to do. It was a mystic theme team, and I would sit Iron Man or sit Iron Man, Absorbing Man back, and roll the gauntlet till I got on Godhood, and then proceeded to poop on kids. But unfortunately, that didn't seem to go to to uh, my favor. Yeah, the way the team works is you play on the you have. Mystical, and you have plus yeah, six, right? Plus six to three. So you're going to get mapped most you're of the time. You're going to get mapped. I noticed that the freaking Chaos War negative zone map, the wall, the it's terrain so around the starting area can't be destroyed. Yeah. So all you, and there's only a four square. Four squares. Uh, wide. So all you do is you throw out a barrier, and they can't, they have to go through the barrier. If you double barrier, then they ha- they can't get around you. It's Correct. impossible. So I was like, well, that's a nice place to, to spin the gauntlet for... Uh, absorbing man unfortunately my uh, do you want to give away on the podcast the uh, whole trick with the light and the heavy objects okay if you um dial h members only <laughs> dial h me- sign up for dial h premium and you can get this <laughs> trick uh, basically there's a ruling out there that absorbing man can't have both a light and heavy object on his card which none of my opponents like seemed to let. The, I mean, Austin knew it, so Austin's the one who told me. So when I played Austin third round, it was just like I'm going to pick up these objects and stop. Okay, that was it. But everyone else was like, "Judge," so I was like, "All right, going to sit here for 15 minutes." <laughs> While the judge reads it for the fifth time and sees, yeah. yes, he can in fact do it. I, I'm not salty about that. I'm salty. Just uh, first round, I went up against a barrier team that had way higher mobility than I did, so I didn't really stand a chance. It was uh, Phantom X. Phantom X, 
Um, Iron Pharaoh. Yeah. Uh, who basically does the same thing that Famax does with the two, Eagle. Two aim something. They got aim Yellow renegades. Blue. Aim renegades, the enhance. Yeah, uh, renegade. Aim renegades. Um, who else was on this? I don't really care. Point being, um, I lost badly. Not really badly. I could have won if I got up there because. Yeah, time ran out on you before yeah. you could before you could get in their face and smash some yeah. bitches with yeah, it was Godhood so and whatever yeah. else you wanted. It was uh, so slow. The thing to note with Godhood, with Absorbing Man, I was like, if you can get that sucker to Godhood, pick Shape Change each turn. I was doing the math. Yeah. If you give him, he has Shape Change, yep. then Super Senses yep. from the Time Gem, and then the Defense Trade. That's if they hit his plus three defense at all, which his yeah. values are low. Is, He's what, a uh, 15 lo- uh, top dial, 16 after that, I 16, think? 16, yeah. So they have to hit an 18. That's if you miss shape change in the first place. Then they got to hit an 18. Then they got to miss. Then you got to miss super senses. Then they got to roll exactly <laughs> yes. what you roll one through six. I was calculated out. It was like it was like less than five percent chance. Or no, it was it was worse than that. And then if you get really frisky with it and get Zemo on there, you can give him scrolls. Yeah, I was like, yeah. We initially, I was like, give him scrolls. Yeah. Scrolls, shape change, <laughs> super super senses. <laughs> then his thing, he'll never get hit. He'll never, but he. The problem for you was time on rounds. Yes, but the second game, the problem was I got extremely unlucky. So I'm sitting back, I'm rolling dice, I'm like, I'm getting this gauntlet up to fucking god. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, I got it up there, and then I noticed his Thor was in, like, it was AVX Thor, and it was in a really good position for me to butt love. And <laughs> I was like, he's, like, in this right right corridor where all of his people are cut off for me, so I'm going to move Absorbing Man up, right? Yep. I just, when I moved up with Gauntlet, I landed on Flurry. I landed on Flurry! <laughs> You probably thought at that moment you're gonna teach some lessons. I was gonna teach some lessons. You're gonna put it in a pooper. I was gonna put it in a pooper. <laughs> and he he hit me for five. There. Lay my dice. I roll them. So you missed shape change? I didn't have it. Oh, you weren't at that point yet? No. Or you didn't pick it. Did you pick something else? I, I didn't pick it. You forgot to pick it. I forgot to pick it. Damn it, Drew. <sighs> Alright, did you miss Super Senses? I didn't have it at the time. Uh, I was on Space Jam and... Uh, uh, Space Jam! Why didn't you stay back and get the Godhood? Because this was perfect. You got out of the... He wasn't going to hit me. You took his bait. I bet you he was baiting No, ass. no, I was in the perfect position. Everyone else was in this room. You know on Negative Zone? Yeah. They were all in that room, and I was. he was like right in this little corridor... And I had all my support in perfect position. Should have waited till you was at plus three got, shape change and super senses, man. I got greedy. You got uh, greedy. That's all right though. It well, happened. he was he was pooping on the black beetle or blue beetle. <laughs> he was black after he pooped. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you rolled a five and you got yeah. waxed. Yeah, that's the only bad thing about it is, uh, is about uh, absorbing man is you can get. Yeah. You can get unlucky. See, or- if they're doing four damage or three damage or two damage, it's like, okay, I'm going to take Okay, good luck getting that again. Yeah. You know, but, yeah. But, uh, five you will five. wipe you right off. So that Thor just so happens to be at a five damage. <laughs> and then he proceeded to mop the floor with my rest of my team. Yeah. Made Blue Beetle black, <laughs> as we all know. So today we had AVX month one at the dugout. Oh, my Jesus Christ. It was... Uh, 
500 points. Well, actually, real quick, let's talk about some of the other ROC teams that we saw okay. that did well just at, our, at ours. Yeah. Just some of the ones that stood out. Um, the first place was an Asgardian typical book team. Yeah. It was Valkyrie, Tier, 30-point Loki, a troll, and one other piece. Um, was it Shulk? No, it was all Asgardian. It might have been Heimdall, but I'm not for no, sure. No, it wasn't Heimdall. Okay, I know he had Tier, Loki, a troll. It was um, Valkyrie. Valkyrie, and there was one other Miss that, Ma- that I'll find here in a second. But it was a tip- your typical... Oh, Split Lip. That's who it was. Your typical book team, you know. And he got first with the most points. I got second with my team, which I already talked about. Um, Ricky got third with... A, another book team it was a, a variation of his Void uh, team everybody used to run Void and Wonder Woman back in No Man's Land days he had Void Wonder Woman um, and some other stuff I can't remember but you know the whole typical carry Void you know Void carries her body Wonder Woman charges after because she can yada 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 um, I would have loved I wish this was four rounds because both the team, Philbo's team and Ricky's team would have been freaking easy pickings for Iron Man because Ricky's team, one energy explosion would have waxed the whole fucking yeah. void. Would have, void would have been, her whole posse would have gotten wiped out in one hit. Did you just say posse? I said posse, P-O-S-S-E. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Philbo's team would have been some easy psychic blast pickings. Plus they couldn't hit me very hard because yeah, they Philbo, had Iron Man. Philbo had a miraculous run. He, so I would have loved to play against either one of those if we went to a fourth round. Uh, what was the... A, a Shi'ar team made it really far. It was like Gladiator, Lalandra, Starbolt. It was basically just you know a bunch of... Uh, one of the guards that I liked, the 27-point guys. Yeah. It, it was basically just a standard Shi'ar team with a good player, and he got pretty far. I, I think he was like second-highest two-in-ones. Harry... The Silver Centurion defense ball team I was talking about, that got fourth. And uh, we saw a couple of Zori Mans, you and a couple other people. Mm-hmm. We saw uh, Scott play the Thanos capture team, which I was extremely scared to face. That team would have absolutely destroyed me. He won his first round pretty handily. I, but... I know. I thought I was going to have to play him. And I was like, this matchup is just easy. It's cake for him. I mean, what am I supposed to do, you know? Yeah. Um, he had Thanos, he had Chanos, and he had Leash, uh, Leash with the belt, and Jinx. Jinx. And if he would have played my team, he would teleport over Iron Man, Leash would capture him, boom, game over. I mean, I have three support pieces, you know what I'm saying, and some mud golems. It'd be ridiculous. They're not going to do anything. As well. Yeah, he would just capture Blue Man. Doesn't uh, have to the worry minus about. two damage on Leash is uh, yeah. Minus two defense on Leash is uh, and Leash has super senses anyway. So even if you can somehow like there was a way if I wasted all my perplexes and I burned a ring and I TK'd Iron Man out, I could hit him in his starting zone. Yeah. But then you take into account the fact that Leash has super senses. So it would have been a tough matchup for me, big time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really glad I didn't have to face that. But yeah, we saw a capture team. Um, actually, one of the teams that got top eight was just a simple book team with the three hundred point Thanos and um, Split Lip, and just like one other random piece, like it was Rescue. I don't remember what it was, but yeah. we saw um, 
there wasn't very many ring teams. It was like me yeah. and Austin and Jarris. I think, but that they all did it. pretty well. But they all did pretty well. Austin did. Austin went zero and three as well. No, he went one and three or one and two because oh, he faced me last round. Oh, that's right. Really even try and play. I mean, I did, and we sat, and he kept throwing dice at me, and I was like, oh, then he ended up breaking my gauntlet, and at that point, you know, I was like, oh. so he disintegrated the gauntlet, and he rolled good enough on absorbing men, and he matched the roll. Uh, no. Or he just, like, slowly... I think, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he got a roll off. He got, yeah. So, anyways, you know, you know that Austin. You can't play a piece that depends on luck against yeah, that Austin. Yeah, seriously. He's got, he's, he made a deal with the devil or something with Mephisto, like, at birth. Like, this was to this, bless him with improbable luck. This event was an eye-opener, because going into it, I've been doing pretty well, but I just can't play a team that's outside of my comfort zone anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I need to come up with... Uh, Absorbing Man's good, but i got to come up with... Next next rock, Drew's, Drew's bringing oh, it back. Oh, I meant to talk to our venue owner today about doing a, an ROC at our venue. Yeah. And I'm sure he'll be down with it. I'll talk to him oh, this he's, week. Oh, yeah, he probably But we're, I'm, I'm planning on getting one uh, at the beginning of the year, doing a small, real small one, and doing just a $5 buy-in so yeah. everybody can play. Yeah. So... Uh, Anyways, it was a blast. I highly recommend, if there's any store owners or judge judges who listen, um, I highly recommend doing an ROC, not just because I do the podcast for them and I like the guys who run it, but it, a Tanneris, that's who else Philbo had on his team. Yeah. It's a, it was a blast. Yeah, it was very and good. And everybody there had a good time, even the people who didn't do well. It was just a great atmosphere. Yeah. There was a lot of hype for it. Everybody was excited, and it, it was just a blast. I just wish I would have got to play test more. Yeah. Because I had no playtesting going into this at all. Yeah, I wish I did too, but I just got lucky enough that I I, I played pretty... I'll, I'll put Hunter, credit where credit's due. I really did play really well. You honestly. got second place. You you did it. I really I really did honestly play some, some Hunter, good clicks. Send your Hunter Smith fan mail too. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, so yeah, that went well. We just did AVX at the dugout. We did 500 points... Everything, if figures only, figures from the starter set only, and all the figures have to be from the same starter set. And it went very well. We had a huge turnout. Austin pretty- didn't go. I was hoping somehow, like, I was kind of, part of me wished that we would have too many people where he would yes. get a Phoenix resource. Oh. He was like, hold me a Phoenix resource. I was like, okay, but if we have more than 20 people somehow, you're not going to get one. I'm going to give it to the we people who 19. are there. We had 19 people. 19. One more motherfreaker would have showed. Austin would have got his Phoenix, and I would have laughed. Next time, show up. Please. I might just throw it away and say we had 20 people just to spite He'll listen to this, but... <laughs> so, anyways, uh, I played... X. We both played X-Men, right? Yep. How did you do? What team did you I run? went 1 and 2. I played uh, Cyclops at 100, uh, Magic at 75, Emma at 100, and... Um, Namor at two twenty five. Um, it's it's a good team. I had really bad rolls today. Uh, I just wasn't. I guess I didn't have good juju after this past week. But uh, it was fun. I mean, that Cyclops is he's too good. It's too good. I played um, one fifty Cyclops. 150. Then my other three pieces were all at the lower points. Uh, Magic is seventy five. Colossus at 125 and Magneto at 150 and 
I gotta say, that mag for one a that Magneto is a lot better than I had initially given him credit for when I looked at his dial. Is he? Because I thought he was kind of. And no, he he is very good. And um, the Colossus lives for days. That dude, That's he good. has he has eight clicks for 125 points. He starts at click three, so you got what? You can get hit for one, two, three, four, five. You'd have to hit him for six. He has either Impervious or Invincible on, I think, every click, pretty much. And he deals massive damage. He busts through terrain when he goes through it. He starts off at, like, an 11 and 4 with Super Strength, so he hit for six. Yeah. And uh, he he's a good piece. I do, yeah. I do uh, recommend him. And that Magneto traded Energy Shield... And I stayed in hindering the whole time. I was a 20 from range. He has Pulse Wave. He does only have a 10 attack. And the bad thing about the X-Men team is they don't have support like, support like the Avengers do. The Scarlet Witch. Oh, I mean, you, you take... You, on the X-Men side, you have little to no support. And on the Avengers side, you have a broken support piece. You know, so yeah. it's kind of not fair. But... I will say the X-Men support is not as bad as you're thinking. The magic was pretty good. The magic's good. Emma has a lot of powers. Uh, Emma's ridiculous at 100 points. Uh, I had to play against her today, and she's really good. Her 100-point dial, she starts with um, Outwit, and her defense ability is Impervious, Combat, or uh, not Combat, Shape Change. Shape Change, and Exploit Weakness. Mm -hmm. That's pretty sexy. Yep, and then if you play the... uh, even the higher point version starts with like seven range out with yeah. mind control. Yeah. So she is a really good piece. Um, I had the first game I went up against the Vendors team and Thor waxed my ass hard. I missed like four sevens in a row. I couldn't hit a seven to save my life. And I was like, there's no way I can win. I somehow eked out like a really close win. Yeah, that Thor. Um, the thing with that Thor is that that Cyclops is Eight range. I mean, he's got eight range too, but yeah, Cyclops's eight range outwit went far today. Yeah, but that Thor has eight range too. Yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't. And he has energy explosion, which hit me for a lot of damage. Penetrating. If he hits, but he has to hit both people. Yeah, that's one thing. Um, I all my guys got knocked down to basically nothingness. Cyclops, if you hit him hard enough, he goes on to pretty useful stats and yeah. stuff. So I used him to heal back up my Magneto and then proceeded to just slowly but surely whittle his team down. And I won on points. Um, second round, I played Ricky. He had basically the same team I did, except he had Emma and I had Colossus. And um, it was a pretty even match. It came to rolls and... Um, he also forgot about Magneto's traded energy shield. Yeah, he was... So he tried to hit my, like, 20 and could just couldn't do it. it it's pretty tough. You know, one thing is the the X-Men are good defense from range. Three of my four pieces had top dial energy shield. Yep. And then when you're staying in hindering, too, I mean, that's plus three all the time. So I tried to stay at range as much as I could against him and Dwayne. Dwayne's uh, match was very similar, too. Same map, basically same team. And I just tried to stay at range and take advantage of of when to TK Colossus in and when not to. Yeah, I did something cute with Namor. I, like, pushed him onto his region where you can't... I was playing on the water map, so I, like... I sent him in originally with TK, and he hit, uh... He hit Magneto pretty hard, and I think that was the only piece I got from Dwayne. 
But I sent him back with TK because he was low, and I had him push on his second click, and he went in the water. I had Magic T or uh, T- TKM into the water. So that they can't see They him. can't draw lines of fire, That's pretty cool. I was like, that's pretty cute, Andrew. That's pretty <laughs> You pat yourself on the back. Yeah. So it was really fun. I liked the pieces. Um, I think the Avenger pieces are way better than the X-Men pieces, personally. Oh, yeah. They, but there are some sneaky little... Um, some. I'd like to talk about Dwayne's there, team. There are some X-Men pieces that are good, that are sneaky good. Yeah. That Emma... Man, yeah. she's great for her points. Um, the Colossus... Like I said... All of them. All the pieces that I played today, the X-Men, were better than I had initially thought they would be. Yes, I will say that. definitely. I still feel like the Avengers are stronger, though, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but we had a huge turnout, and uh, it was a blast. Next month, when we do it, we're going to do a hybrid, which is going to be real cool, where we each buy one Iron Man booster, and we build a, I can't remember if it's three or 400-point team, but using figures out of the Iron Man booster and and just exactly one figure out of your starter set. And you can bring your whole starter set and put whatever piece fits best with what you pull. I think that'll be fun. Yeah. Well, it's a whole other layer of strategy, you know? Definitely. So that'll be our next month. Now let's call Austin. I, we'll see how this goes. He's probably sleeping. Lazy son of a bitch. We'll call Austin and we're going to see if we can try to trick him into basically doing what we played with us telling us how his we're gonna try to keep it like not obvious so let's see let's see if he even picks up the phone let's put him on speaker here what should I say to make it sound like no yellow did you just say yolo yellow am I on the podcast now no we're sitting here eating uh, we're eating pizza with Ashley and Drew. We're gonna just talk about how the dugout went since you didn't show up. Okay. So are you go? are you supposedly sick? Yeah, I this morning. You did what this morning? Yeah. So Drew won today. Oh, did? Yeah. yeah. Three and zero. He beat he beat me and Ricky both, and Terrence I think in the last round. It was crazy. The dude was on the dude was on fire. Uh, and guess what else? Uh, we don't have any Phoenix Force resource styles for you. We had twenty people show up, dude. It was nuts. Seriously? Yeah, we had um, we had like five people from GP. We had uh, John and Vernon come down from Anderson. I, I they come. I can't remember how far they. It's pretty good distance. And then, uh, yeah, we and then our regular crew. So there was a ton of people there. Um, <clears throat> what was I going to ask you? Oh, what? Who did you play in ROC in your matches? Um, I played against Cherish uh, first round and Strax and Um. So what happened that he all Jairus all of a sudden just waxed like <laughs> it was funny, Drew, because I was sitting next to Austin first round and I turn and I'm like, Oh, Austin's got this. His team is so broken, it kicked my team's ass last night. And then I turn my head and Austin puts it, the duo off the field and onto its card and I'm like, The fuck? It's like turn one. Like what just happened? How did you how did the duo go down so fast? 
Did you say you played second? See, I don't understand how you had so much trouble with that team when I just beat the shit out of it. Like, and you're, well, I guess, I don't know. He, he hit in curve rolls and I didn't, is what it came down to. Well, why didn't you drop Flame then, Blast? Uh, what? Why didn't you drop Flame Blast? I was just telling Drew how freaking retardedly good that Scarlet Witch is. Like, before we started Wednesday, I was like, this piece looks pretty good. And then after we were done, I was like, uh, I'm going to play this piece, like, all the freaking time now, because this thing is yeah, broken. Yeah, I, anytime I built an Avengers team, actually, on a, um, I sat there and I was looking at it on, uh, Realms earlier, and I was like, well, gee, I wonder what I would have played had I gone today. And I was looking at my team possibilities, I'm like, man, there's so many of them. I played the X-Men and I thought I was going to get my ass kicked and I ended up going 3-0. and That Magneto is a lot better than I gave him credit for. That Colossus is really nuts. Um, the, I forgot that the Magneto gets free TK at one point, free Force Blast and TK at one another point in the Traded Energy Shield. There's a lot of hindering on those maps. <laughs> I just, you just totally contradicted yourself and gave away. So I just kept that I didn't win. By the way, uh, so I just kept um, putting myself in hindering, and like basically Magneto was always a twenty defense from range, so it was pretty nuts. Well, but, hey, Drew, had you not said that, I would have been like, oh well, because I'm pretty sure there could be multiple three O's. Oh, there was three three O's, I think. Yeah, there was three three O's. Drew, yeah. Drew, and then me, and no, then Mike. Shut up. I think Mike was three and zero too. You said you said I beat you, Ricky, and Terrence. You did, and you went three and zero. We drew. <laughs> <laughs> no, Drew didn't win. Drew went one and two, right? Yeah, yeah, one and two. Uh, and uh, oh no, you know what's pitiful? Not showing up at all. So don't give me that. <laughs> Drew had some bad rolls, and uh, he's having this. He said this is the worst clicks week of his life. It probably is. So, Austin, let me ask you a question. Is it going to make me saying hi to all the podcast listeners? Because I'm pretty sure, given the tone of all our discussion here. No. It's not. We're at the kitchen table. Uh, I'm going bullcrap. <laughs> so, Austin, uh, what comics have you been reading here lately? 
<laughs> awesome. What are your What are your thoughts on the new Lex Luthor that just got spoiled this week? And um, also, if you had to give a tip, yeah, if you had to give a tip of advice to a said uh, group of people who may or may not be listening, what advice would you give to that group of people oh to improve their game? I didn't know what the hell to say. also talking about how broken the ring resource is. Yeah, it's always broken. It's just amazing. Amazingly broken. Amazingly broken. Amazingly awesome. Alright, thanks for contributing at least a few minutes to the podcast this week. <laughs> That's fine. I'm hanging up on you. Alright, we got a little bit out of him. Yeah. I well, do, he didn't know at first. Yeah, he didn't. <laughs> Alright. Let's, um, let's, so he did the just a tip for us. We also have a just a tip from the listener. I'll save that for next week. Um, we want to go over news real quick. Let's do uh, first of all the fan vote is back up. Oh, and there are I hate this fan vote not because I uh, be, I love fan votes. I hate this one because there's four pieces on here that, are that really I want. absolutely have to have in clicks and I've been clamoring for. Now Catman already exists. So really what I want the most is Jeanette. Every time I try to build my Secret Six team, even though you have to use a lot of older, not that great pieces like Knockout and Catman and Copperhead, there is no Jeanette. I usually end up using Nightshade and acting like it's Jeanette. So (laughs) we need a freaking Jeanette. Um, She's on there. Catman's on there. Etrigan is on there. It's been a while since we've had him. I think Bold and the Brave was the last one. Brave and the Bold, how, whichever way it is. You know who we really need, Hunter. But we need this Killer Moth, too, man. Need Killer Moth. Um, there's also Atomic Skull, Backlash, Elastigirl, uh, Monsieur, Mala, and Brain. Oh, that is a good choice, too. I, yeah, I do is. like them. They're in a, they're in Teen Titans books sometimes. Yeah, they're... Um, Negative Man, Silver Monkey, Vigilante, and Weird. Weird. Yeah. So if you guys would like to vote, go to HeroClicks.com. And uh, if you have no idea who you want to vote for, go ahead and hit Jeanette for me. Uh, go ahead and hit Killer Moth for me. No, hit Jeanette. Killer Moth. We also had Lex Luthor. I didn't even see this guy. What is he doing? You haven't seen him yet? No, let's see. I really like him. He's 150 points, and he is a rare, no, uncommon in the Legion of Superheroes set. First of all, his trait is his powers can't be countered. Adjacent friendly characters with a lower point value have the Superman enemy. Ooh! So everybody adjacent that's lower gets out with. What? That's so stupid. Yeah, and he's 150 points. He also has Underworld team ability. So other Underworld people, I mean, he can carry oh multiple gosh. people. Uh, he has a movement power of Running Shot and Invol. And he also has an 18 Defend. That's sick. Prob Control on top of that. That's sick. Yeah. 
and uh, he's just a indom. He's just a psychic blast or a uh, or a precision strike on his whole dial. This is not uh, battle suit Lex. This is Lex in the classic green yeah. and, and purple suit. And this is a great piece. It is pretty good. I'm, I'm definitely going to give that a shot. Yep. We also got the catapult. Turtle. Oh my Jesus Christ in heaven! Is Silver he not Age, really, watch out! Is he not really cool, man? He's, I mean, he's kind of expensive for what he does. He's kind of expensive, but, but if you look at his dial, he can dish some damage too. He's ridiculous. This dude is a hundred and he's a uh, rare in the Yu-Gi-Oh set. Hundred and twenty points, but he's seven clicks of life and he's seven range. And first of all, if you look at his top couple clicks. He's got running shot and impervious and three damage enhancement. Yep. He has special attack power. This is what makes this guy so cool. He can use TK, but only to place adjacent friendly characters with a lower point value. When it does, after actions resolve, that character may make a closer ranged combat attack as a free action. Say what? Yeah, he just slings his dudes into battle and then they can instantly... Austin just messaged on Facebook. Yeah. We don't want to talk to him. He didn't want to contribute. Um, yeah, so he's got TK. You TK him in. They get a free shot. And then they can go and do whatever else the heck they want to yes, do. Yes, sir. Like Colossus. Yeah. I can TK in. Colossus. Well, it has to be lower points. Ah, shit. Well, we use the 100-point Colossus. Yes. He also dishes out good damage. There you go. I really like this guy. DialHSecrets.com. He's got... I thought it was premium. Shut up. The, the, the Dial H Premium is we on We gotta get as much TV. money out of them as we can. <laughs> Which is probably zero. Um, yeah, and then, like I said, he could even not if you're got, not going to use him for the TK, which you should, um, after he TKs all his buddies in, he can running shot with seven range. So. And he gets on to four damage eventually. Yeah, he's he's a pretty cool piece. I definitely want to try him. And he has animal keyword. Animal. So, try Ooh. him on some animal teams. Ooh. Uh, Clicksmith started the 12 Days of Clicksmith. The first one was really, really boring. They freaking did the yeah. Green Lantern, and not only... We have already seen that, A. B, they didn't even spoil the dial. At least show us the damn yeah, dial and how it works. The dial. They would have done that. We would be excited. We, yeah, heck, the first day of Clicksmith, I'm so excited. It could have been our main topic if they would have spoiled you know, what the lanterns do, but yeah. whatever. Uh, second somewhere uh, we or this is the third I can't I don't remember what the second one was the third one is the Spider-Man team base which we already saw yep. again so we don't care about that we also have Summon Skull who's a badass who is a super rare from the Yu-Gi-Oh set he has a trait this this dude is expensive but he dishes out some major damage uh, trait of energy explosion when he's adjacent to or occupying water it can target only it can target any character adjacent to or occupying water terrain with a ranged combat attack regardless of range and line of fire. So he can be... There's some maps that have water across the... Actually, wasn't the flip side yeah. of the map we yes. played today on ABX Month 1 has water across the whole thing. So he can be on one entire opposite side and he can make a shot against a, an opposing character that's adjacent to or in water clear across the map. He doesn't need line of fire, and he doesn't need range. That's pretty nuts. My Yu-Gi-Oh team is going to be capital tillers because Summon Skull is going to TK him in, and then I really wish the dude had monster keyword, but he doesn't. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, that's yeah. stupid. He's two hundred and ten points, so he's pricey, but he's nine clicks, uh, indom, eight range, two bolts, and uh, twelve attack on top dial with eighteen imperv and three RCE. 
and then a, a few clicks of running shot psychic blast and then a few clicks of charge super strength exploit as well so pretty beast i don't know he's still really expensive but he'll at least be fun to play especially if you can get map i don't know about the ces that man i mean yeah I don't how know. much is it gonna cost I don't know. I don't know that I'm going to buy into it. And we'll talk about that more later when we do reader mail. Yeah. Because there's a question that will that will relate directly to that. So that's all the news we got this week. Um, Austin already generously gave us the just the tip. And uh, like I said at the start of the podcast, today's main topic is um, Marvel named theme teams. For those of you who haven't listened to any of the other podcast we did when we did the theme teams i basically go through the main keywords what i do is i go and i do a unit search and see for each name theme how many pieces exist in modern age and i only pick the ones who have the most options so for example i'll do avengers i will not do skeleton crew (laughs) which only has like one or two i love skeleton crew where's my skeleton um and so I pick the ones that have the most options, and then every piece that I include has to be $20 or less, has to be modern age, and I pick the top four or five or so of each section, and not only do I pick like the big powerhouse pieces, I try to include the ones that either work really well with the rest of the keywords, like they contribute something to the rest of them, or they... Um, give you something that that keyword typically lacks. For example, shield. Most shield pieces are good from range. So I would try to include a piece that is not only good from range, but is also good close combat. I would include it on the the list. So let's start with Avengers, the obvious choice. Um, We're going to start off with the AVX Scarlet Witch we just mentioned. (laughs) Now, the starter set she comes in is 40 bucks, but when you think about the fact that you get six figures for 40 bucks, she that makes her less than 20, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> she is an excellent piece. We already talked about how good she is because not only does she have perplex prob out and uh, support, but she also provides mystics the ability to get rid of team base uh, team abilities that includes ATAs and the fact that she is a great secondary attacker herself. Um She's definitely included on there. Our good old friend, White Suit Iron Fist, has <laughs> to be man. on there. We'll see him on this list a couple more times, I guarantee it. Uh, Chaos Ward Donald Blake, we also talked he about. He is... He, this piece is about 50 cents. He is a 33-point figure, I think. I think so. He has an 11 attack support. Which he has he's stupid. Nuts. And he also has pretty good... Um, Alter Egos, once he gets on a second, third, and fourth click. He has one that goes into a running shot. There's one that goes into charge exploit. There's one that goes into flurry. So he's a great, great figure. Uh, Sharon Carter is a great Avengers figure, too. Gives everyone uh, adjacent to her stealth. Yep. Any adjacent keyworded Avengers gets stealth, and she has it herself. And she also, again, has shield. So she gives you plus one range, and then she can power action to give you plus one damage. And then you push her one time, and she goes on to perplex. So she's just a great piece for only forty-five points. She also is only fifty cents or a buck. And then Chaos War Hawkeye. Yep. This guy, I'm not sure how much he is. I know he's way less than ten bucks. Probably around the five buck range he's at the most. Not expensive. More maybe two or three bucks. But with that five three dollars, whatever you're talking about. You're talking about a piece that you can play on several of these named theme teams. You'll probably see him again when I go through the other ones. 
The guy has nine range triple bolt sharpshooter running shot stealth. With 12 attack. With 12 attack on his top click. He is... Um, um... He's really nuts. Not to mention the fact that he also has T-bolts, so you can... And he's wild card. So yeah. talk about uh, talk about a piece that can fit onto whatever team you need him to fit on. He can copy the rest of the pieces that you're playing with, or he can T-bolts and choose any Marvel uh, team ability. I Next mean, time someone says to you, that's unfair, just tell them, no, that shit's Chaos War Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> so he is a must-have for Avengers, in my opinion. There's tons of Avengers pieces. Yeah, um, these were the best I felt cheap money-wise for what they do, and they also can easily fit on points. Yeah, these are all super cheap pieces to play. Avengers, uh, Scarlet Witch is the highest at a hundred points. They're so efficient; it's ridiculous. <clears throat> uh, another big Marvel team ability shield. Um, again, Chaos War Hawkeye. Yeah, he's on there. Sharon Carter, I didn't list her on my list, but, but she she's... also is S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, Brother Voodoo. Oh, boy. Another guy you'll see on the list probably again. Now, he might be... He's definitely no more than 20, but he's somewhere around the $15 like dollar 18, range. 17. This is a piece that you literally could throw on any team you build. And he'll be good. And he will pay off. Yep. He has phasing. He has an 18 super senses with prob control. And when he has one token, he gets mind control for free. And you essentially get to do that two turns in a row. You move up, you can phase up, take the token, mind control a piece, make it hit another one of their pieces, or rush it back to your guys who then blast it. You know, the the possibilities are endless with his free mind control. And when he does the free mind control, he takes no damage. Yep. He gets plus one attack on the mind control, and the person he mind controls also gets plus one attack. The dude's nuts. He is. He is. He is, he, he is one of the. If you you will not waste a cent if you buy a Brother Voodoo, it, you will be very happy. He's so good. <clears throat> um, Seventy nine points, like I said. The M ten Iron Man I talked about earlier. He has a trait where if you're the figure that hits him is assigned a relic or resource, you roll a d six. You roll a one to three. You take one unavoidable. You roll four to six. You take nothing. Nothing. He is going to be a huge meta piece coming up. And he he basically is a necessity at this point to have in your toolbox. Um, you're going to see the meta. We're going to be talking about the meta next week. How post watch list changes, things are shaping up. It's a it's a brand new day it in the world of the meta day. with the watch list changes and with team bases taking a slight decrease. We're going to see a lot of things that we saw in No Man's Land and around that era and forward rise up a little bit and uh, Brother Voodoo and Iron M10 Iron Man their stock is going to raise much more now that Heroes for Hire and team bases are dropped so get yourself an M10 Iron Man as quick as possible if you don't already possess one another figure that I really like for shield teams is Tabab Cap because he provides energy shield and leadership for his self and friendly adjacent characters lower than him and he also turns into a really good melee attacker a couple clicks into his dial with charge and some good good stats. So he's one of those pieces that gives you some good charge for a shield team. And then last but not least, Howard Stark. Howard Stark. 33 points, I think? Uh, How many points is that guy? He's not a lot. He has outwit, and he you push him one time, and he has enhancement. Yep. And he's, so for he's 33 points. So for only 33 points... 
you're getting a piece that has outwit and enhancement. That's very, very useful these days. It definitely is. You want to go over Thunderbolts for us? All right, Thunderbolts. The, the first guy look a little familiar to you? It's Chaos War Hawkeye because he gets that. <laughs> he has basically every good Marvel uh, keyword. Uh, Marvel 10th Anniversary Green Goblin, the rare. Um, he's insane. Uh, you're talking about one of the best energy explosion pieces in the game. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, he's definitely going to be worth your money. Uh, he gets penetrating energy explosion and super strength along with a 5-range... Double bolts, 11 running shot, 10 attack. Yeah, and a cool thing to note about the fact that he has super strength yeah. is he can pick up a light, throw it for 8, yep. and introduce energy explosion off of it, which is increasing his only 5 range to now 8, or even heavy go 6. So yeah, still you, pretty that, that really, and people don't see that coming, man. They do not. When you only are sporting a 5 range, they're like, all right, I can park my dudes right here. That's 2, 3 squares away. He's not going to hit me. Yep. Pick up that light, chuck it all the way across Shuck the it. map. Penetrating energy. He is great. Uh, that guy is really good. Um, one of my favorite pieces of all time, uh, Amazing Spider-Man Shocker. Oh, yeah, man. This guy did so much work at the Battle Royals, it's ridiculous. Um, basically, he gets a special attack ability where uh, he can use Penetrating Psychic Blast. And when he does and targets only one character, the hit character is also given an action token. You know who he reminds me of a lot? Actually, he's better. Um, is a piece that I really wanted to list on Avengers. It's Chaos War Wasp, yeah. who hits you. He, yeah. She hits two people, encaps them, and then gives them one penetrating. He hits one person, but at least he deals that full three damage penetrating and then gives them an action token. This was one of my favorite uh, things to go against team bases. Yes. Because no one's going to focus Shocker. He's a great secondary attacking piece. Absolutely great secondary. So You're right. after they you know waste all their shit on your main your main attacker... You just shocker runs and gives him a second action token, and hopefully your attacker's still alive so he can help you out. Yeah. Um, let's see who else we got. Lady Deathstrike from Wolverine and the. Oh my gosh, this chick. This we were like, so excited when we spoiled she's her. She's so good. She's what three, four bucks to pick up. Yep. Um, she's the one who can uh, flurry, and then before she makes a second one, she can sidestep as a free action, ignores characters already. And then um, she can, she has that special blades where if she rolls lower, then she deals one penetrating after action resolves. So that really incentivizes you to go ahead and yep. go for it. And she has ex- exploit weakness on a lot of those clicks. Excuse me, a lot of those clicks. So and she also has precision strike a lot. So she's just hopping around, smacking people. Picks up regen at random parts yeah. in her dial. Insanely random. Um, King Hyperion. Oh, gosh. Oh, you guys aren't ready for King Hyperion. <laughs> Prepare is, your anus. This is one of the few times where I'd say the non-prime is way better than the prime. Yeah, I agree. King Hyperion is a dick. You give him a power action and make a closer range combat attack targeting a single friendly character uh, with a point value of 15 or more. If he KOs that character with this attack after actions resolve, heal him a 1. Remove all action tokens from him and modify his combat values by plus one until next turn. And he may be immediately given as a free uh, an action as a free action to be to activate this power again. He's nuts. He can do it three times, heal up three times, be plus threes, and be clear of action tokens, and then go hit somebody. He's probably what ten, fifteen dollars right now. No, he's a little more than that. Surprisingly, he's as much as the chases. 
Really? Yeah, which is because everybody wants this yeah, dude. Yeah, he's ridiculous. He, he is around 15, yeah. So um, his stock will drop as more boosters are opened. Yeah. But for now, the dude is awesome. And I wanted to honorable mention... Bullseye from... Bullseye, uh, who is in Silver Age piece. But if you really if you really want to get into playing T-Bolts and you don't have, it, don't have a lot of these guys... Pick up a bullseye. He was from Web of Spider Man. He's one and of he's the, one of the best pieces in the game. He especially is from ranged. It's Chaos War Hawkeye and Web of Spider Man Bullseye are probably two of the top ten ranged attackers in the game. I would not. You'd have to hard trouble finding somebody who's going to argue that point because these two guys, like I can't think of two pieces that dominated so badly. <laughs> Yeah, they're just so good. Um, Bullseye had also has a twelve and attack, a ten range, only one bolt. But uh, the cool, the amazing thing about him is that his trait characters targeted by him can't use shape change or super senses, which is nuts. So he's got that on top of a twelve attack, ten range. That's he's just really nuts. I forgot how much of a shot that is. At, uh, uh, what's his name, Daredevil? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was the perfect. the whole point. So. Yeah, if you really want to get into T-Bolts, I would suggest picking up that dude as well. He's really, really sick. I think our next, uh, next topic is going to be godly, huh, honey? Uh, we're going to talk about Asgardians, which is a keyword that's gotten lots of love here lately. Tons of love, because of fear um, itself. It was really hard for me to compose this list. Um, I felt out of the Thors, the best cheap money-wise option for you to pick up was the Dark World 001 and the 018. The 018 is the one... That easily promotes into him. He starts off very good. He's got the charge precision strike quake. And then he's the one who has the stamina tokens. So he gets two pushes for the game. Um, And then he gets the the promotion mechanic where uh, Thor can use super strength, give Thor close combat action. And if he hits, you may roll a d6. If the result is greater than the damage taken, replace him with... Thor number one on the same click number plus one as I said whenever I played against this dude he hit me I rolled impervious I took no damage so anything that that dude rolled was higher than zero and he instantly (laughs) promoted into Thor 001 who's a 200 point piece this Thor 001 has running shot and a special attack power Uh, you give him a power action make a ranged attack the attack generates knockback but this knockback path is not stopped by walls or blocking Instead, destroy it and knock back damage from the attack equals one plus one for each wall or square of blocking terrain the character moved through. So he's one of the few figures who plays like we did that knockback event where you can knock back through multiple. This guy can do that. He also has impervious and a very long dial, 10 clicks long. So I think that the fact that this dial that you promote into so easily, by the way, of the Endom, the flyer, running shot piece, and then late dialies like charge and super strength. That's such a, that's such a, as you always say, value. That is value. Starting with this dude at 125 who has good values, uh, good stats already, and then easily promoting into an extremely good figure, or a extremely long dial in this store. So yes, it was sir. really hard to pick for Asgardians. I definitely went with our man Tyr from Fear Itself. Tyr is... Not only is he sick... Himself, he also has the traits that help other Asgardians. He has uh, modified the damage value of adjacent friendlies with Asgardian keyword by plus one when they make close combat attacks. So and then you look at his dial, and he's just such a boss. We've talked about him plenty on the 
podcast. Heimdall also, also because, for one, he's a great piece, but for two, he has the damage ability. Other friendlies with Asgardian keyword and within line of fire, so not even a range uh, requirement on that. Just within line of fire, they get plus one defense. Um, and so he's another piece that really helps out the other Asgardians. Mm-hmm. You got Split Lip, of course. We oh don't even need gosh. to talk about that, dude. Um, you have Fear Itself Odin I wanted to include. Because Odin has a, a lot of ability. Now, he is kind of expensive for modern age, although you could run, run the 175 version. But he has the damage ability where you empower other Asgardians. If he has one or more tokens, modify the attack value of other friendly characters, 150 or less, by plus one. And when he has two tokens, modify the damage value of other friendlies within eight squares by plus one. So nice. if you have two tokens, you're actually doing both. You're giving them plus one attack and plus one damage. Damage, excuse me. He's just a great, great piece, I think. And if you're in a big points game and you can run the 351, he's well worth it as well. And uh, if you run that version, he also helps the rest of his guys because he gets a special attack power. At the beginning of your turn, choose a standard attack power. Odin and friendly characters 150 or less can use that power this turn. That's good. So he really helps the rest of his team, uh, even though he's such an expensive, expensive piece. And one more piece that I felt I needed to mention that helps other Asgardians is the Thor the Dark World tier, uh, 006. He has a trait. At the beginning of your turn, all friendlies within 6 that are 100 points or less and have Asgardian and warrior keywords can use sidestep and get plus 1 damage this turn. It's not hard. Most mm-hmm. Asgardians have warrior. Yeah. I mean, if you sit and look through all of them, they almost all have warrior. So he gives them all sidestep. And plus one damage? Yeah, really? that's pretty good. That's really good. That's pretty good. And he has him power. So there, he brings them with him and uh, sidesteps them up, and then they get plus one damage from the trait and plus one damage from his empower. And uh, he's just a great all-around piece anyways. Yeah. For He is 200 points, but he's got a long dial, helps out the rest of your Asgardians. Great, great suggested piece. You want to talk about the old X-Men, who yes. are also a... You know, a keyword that's gotten tons of love lately with the Wolverine and the X-Men set. Wolverine and the X-Men. First, we're going to talk about your main man, one of your this, main men. This guy, his name's Longshot. He is ridiculous. Um, he's got, he starts off with a 9 running shot, 11 attack, 16 energy shield, 2 prop. But the thing that makes Longshot special is that he has 5, he only has a 5 range, but he has triple bolts and his trait... All long shots hits are critical hits. If he rolls twelves and the attack can't be evaded, the attack can't be evaded, and damage dealt is increased by an additional one, and damage can't be reduced below three. The sick thing to remember about the triple bolts with the always crits is the book of the skulls. Well, that too. Well, that's a good they, point as yeah. well. But the fact that when you make a ranged attack and you crit. For each target you hit, They're they take, take an additional one. And what does he roll on to, Hunter? Uh, Precision strike. strike. Yeah. So he's he's triple hitting. He's hitting three targets with two damage to split. So and then it, since he's critting, they each take an additional one. So he's mm-hmm. now dishing out five damage. That is precision strike. So can't be reduced below one. It's pretty nasty. He's a very good piece. Yeah. One of my favorite new pieces. Now, next is a piece that you didn't like as much when you played her, just because everybody went after her, but for her points, she's so ridiculously yeah, good. Yeah, 
M10 Storm, um, she's she's really good. She's got an eight range. She can sit in stealth. She's she's a flying piece for fifty nine points. She's so she she starts with the three damage range combat expert with eight range and stealth. That's all you need to mention right there. For fifty nine points, you get a flyer who can bring in the another guy. Who can sit in stealth yeah. from eight squares away, which is very good range these days, and then already has a ten and a three plus RCE on top of it, and it's, then the fact that so one she's landing hits very often with those stats, and then she can promote it to a very good storm. Yeah, the other uh, M10 storm who has running shot, psychic blast, and some running shot pulse wave, and. Uh, like free um, force, blast. force blast at times, energy shield, super senses. Like this, I love this storm. Every time I've used her, I've been amazed at how undercosted that point that clicks is. If you can keep it in safety yep. and stealth, it will wreak havoc. The uh, next one, I don't know if you have you looked at this Cyclops, Psylocke because I yeah, don't feel yeah. enough people have. She's really good. Um, she's off the team base. So no one's probably really looked at her too much, I'd say, because no one, no one really played X Men Blue, did they? I mean, like there were a couple teams, sort not of. separate from the team base. Yeah, no. it was just X Men Blue straight up. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, she can use mind control and stealth. She can use mind control as if her range was eight with two targets. She has a normal two range, but that's pretty. That's some pretty good. So chilling and stealth. Again, we just talked about a figure. 84 points. We talked about we just talked about a figure who sits in stealth and shoots from eight range. How about one that shoots has sits in stealth with shape change on top of that for extra protection? Yeah. And, and has precision strike, two bolt, mind control. With willpower. With eight range. Yeah, and willpower too. She's pretty Keep this keep this girl at range and she will destroy. Um, you'll have to be careful with the mind control not to go over one fifty. Yeah, but you can Because she'll take the damage, but still you still get some value. She out of is great, and I think a lot of people have never paid a lot of attention to some of these team-based figures. Yeah. Um, um, I almost t- put in threw in Iceman for the same reason from the team base. He's really, really good at what he does. Yeah, but, um, he is. I instead went with double O or two O nine Gene, who I'll talk about because I I just played her and had excellent success with her. Wolverine the X Men two O nine Gene. 100 points, X-Factor and X-Men keyword. She's the one who can running shot, and when she does, her speed value is not decreased by carry. And she can carry up to three characters if they share a keyword with How her. How is that not nuts? So <laughs> she can carry the rest of your three of your X-Men with her. Um, she has excellent values, 8 range, double bolt, 11 psychic blast, 3 damage, enhancement. She was the all-star team, uh, all-star piece on my team a couple weeks ago when I won the whole thing at GP by far. She's ridiculous. She's, uh, so she has two top clicks of like running shot, psychic black, madness. And then the next two clicks are support. Mind control, TK, and support. Or mind control, psychic blast, enhancement. And then the last two clicks also have TK and support mixed in there. So she <laughs> starts off blasting and then can help your team the rest of you know the rest of the She's game after that. She's pretty great. She's excellent. You can TK uh, a, one of your guys back to you so that you can heal them next turn with support, or you can use the X-Men TA as well. Um, the very last one is... I want you to talk about, and I was reluctant to put this guy on here because we haven't quite gotten to use him a lot, 
But I think if you can keep him safe and keep him at range, a hundred point Cyclops is is uh, I I dare say undercosted. He definitely is, and I'll give you reasons. He starts on a four damage for a hundred points. Yep. He four damage eight range outwit sharpshooter that sharpshooter and can the, shoot even when he's based, based and at opposite people who aren't basing him and he can shoot through blocking and destroys him when he does <laughs> this dude can shoot wherever the hell he wants to shoot whenever it's the hell so he wants perfect it's he is the best cyclops they've ever released like no doubt he it's just ridiculous uh, if this dude had an eleven attack. He'd make my dick hard. Yeah, but him. but there's a boogie that can make him as well. You, you also forget the fact that he has an outwit. I did say outwit. Oh, you did? Yeah. And leadership, and anybody next to him with the X-Men keyword is considered to have a lower point value. That's another reason I put That's him on the team. That's so good. That's one reason I wanted him on this list, because he can uh, leadership even more expensive X-Men can, pieces. Like Namor and... And my 150-point Magneto. And Colossus. Basically, Cyclops is a nuts piece. He's he's probably one I'm going to be building around a lot. I think you know in Avengers versus X Men when you have most of these people's builds, you have to pick one of your figures to use in your uh-huh. stuff. I think if you're playing X Men, you you're picking Scott a lot. You are definitely. I think Scott he's a lot. another good thing is he's sort of like Hawkeye in that he's easy to build around. Yes, hundred points for just a solid straight out attacker at top dial. Um, is really good. And then he's got that Force Blast running shot. So when he running shots and hits, he can cause them to knock back and be even more pushed away from him if he's at max Which, range. if you're playing first month AVX, there's a really good math for him. Especially if you're playing him with Magic. Because Magic has that sweet-ass teleportation there. <laughs> got that sweet-ass, don't you? She got that sweet-ass. Um, I was reluctant to put this keyword in there, but... <laughs> then Austin talked to you into it? No, honestly, when I did a search for how many figures have this keyword, there are quite a bit these days. There are? And that's Stark Industries. Oh, boy. Um, I want to talk about Rescue 002, first of all. We talked about her when we talked about Iron Man Sealed last week, or this week. I don't think you, were, you weren't on the podcast, because we had to do it during the week. She has Double Bolt in Cap, and TK, and Perplex, and she can fly. 65 points. She's mm-hmm. she's basically the Oracle of this set. I don't... Mm-hmm. She's maybe a step or two behind Oracle, but she's still very good for her points. Yeah. Um, f- especially for Stark Industries teams. And then uh, she gets two clicks of support after that. So I really, really like her. Uh, excellent, excellent support piece. If you're going to run Stark Industries, which is going to be easy to get a hold of because this is the... the the current set right now. Yep. Another piece we talked about oh, earlier. Oh, no. Silver Centurion. <laughs> this dude has Stark Industries keyword. He's so ridiculous. And the dude is freaking nutso right now. He's got running shot, impervious shape change. Not only does he have impervious and shape change, he also has a trait that makes him ignore psychic blast, poison, and pulse wave. How is that? And that power cannot be ignored. So you have a very tough time hitting this son of a gun. And then, if that wasn't enough... It wasn't enough. They give him this pulse bolt torpedo in which you power action, spit out a torpedo, and every turn you move it one square, and it gets all its stats plus one, basically. And then it has an attack value of 11, 
and a maximum seven damage. Each turn that you move it, its damage ticks up one. Yeah. Maximum of seven with an 11 attack. Now, let's go ahead and throw this out there for net. Now, this stands as of 12, 14, 2013. Yeah. As of now, technically going by the wording on this piece, you can... Those values are not locked. Those values are replacement values. And the Pulse Bolt Torpedo is an extension of Silver Centurion himself. This is not a set, it's not a bystander. Yeah. It's a terrain marker. When you make an attack with it, you actually prob Silver Centurion. And you perplex <laughs> Silver Centurion. And it, it, which makes sense. When you make a token like that, this is not a bystander token. A bystander token is its own separate figure. Eva is her own separate figure. Yeah. Um, this is not. This is an extension of Silver Centurion. If you have Empowers, say a couple 10-point Worker Spiders, mm-hmm. sitting around this Silver Centurion, mm-hmm. when that token flies off and hits for 7, it's now hitting for 10. That's... Um, you can perplex Silver Centurion's attack up three times. Uh, he can go out making a shot with the, with that 14 attack. Then you can make the torpedo go out and hit somebody. And it also will have a 14 attack because it's replacing. So you replace, and then you add any modifications that are on top of Silver Centurion. It's, it's literally broken. It's broken. To be honest, even after they fix it, I think they will lock it. I think they'll errata it. Actually, I don't think. I know. That they will eradicate to lock it. Yeah. But it will always be an extension of Silver Centurion. Because that's how it's designed to work. But it will not be... <laughs> it will be locked once they oh, eradicate. Yeah. Another thing to note about this, this token. It says at the beginning or end of your turn. If the marker square is occupied by an opposing character. You must remove the marker from the map. And make a close combat attack roll against the character. Well, here's the problem with that. I think WizKids thought by putting that, they were like, okay, if somebody's so inclined, they can rush a guy up there, stand on it, so that it has to go off and kill that character instead of flying in and hitting somebody that you don't want it to hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Problem with that is that it's the beginning of my turn. I can choose the order of my free actions. Moving the torpedo one square is a free action. So I can choose to move it before I choose the free action of this thing blowing up to happen. Yeah. You so, can. as it's worded right now, you technically can't jump on the grenade. And it has improved movement and ignores characters. Yes. As of right now, you can't jump on the grenade right now. Oh, my God. So, I think that will also get errated, though, as well. Like, I think it will be at the beginning of your turn, it blows up. You know, it, they will errate that. But for now, as of twelve fourteen, if you want to bust this out at your venue... You can do everything I just said, technically. If you're going off the wording on the card, we've been having lots of discussions about this on Realms. In the rules section, the rules arbs all agree the way it's worded. You know, it's not locked. They all think that it will get errated. They actually pretty much know it will, but as of now, for the player's guide, that's how it's going to go. This piece is stupid even after they fix that, though. This piece is stupid good. I will honestly be surprised if this does not become a very good, legit meta piece in the future. Um, what were we even talking about before we got off on tangents? Stark Industries. Stark Industries. Split lip. Given. Split lip. We don't even got to talk about him. Um, Iron Man 3, Tony Stark. Is really good. Um, this is a guy who Edward said on the podcast a couple weeks ago was one of his top ten pieces yes, that came out this week. And he's absolutely right. This little puppy is only 50 points. He sees through stealth. 
with the Avengers Initiative TA, 6 range. He has Energy Explosion, but mainly he sees through stealth, he enhances, and he outwits. And he also upgrades into one of the better um, Iron Man pieces. Actually, this I it promotes into the one that I thought was the best Iron Man piece in the whole Iron Man 3 set, which is the uh, um, cheap version of the 001, the Mark 7 Iron Man. If you promote, he gets plus 1 speed and attack, so he's a 9 charge, 10 attack, 17 impervious, 4 damage piece with 8 range. So you took that little 50-point Iron Man and hang him out in stealth, or hang him out in hindering, let him do his thing, see through stealth, outwit and enhance for the rest of your guys, say a Hawkeye. Yeah. And uh, let them blast, and then he can promote into this shit kicker of a freaking <laughs> attack piece right here. Yes, sir. With a 10 attack. You paid 50 points for a, a flying 9 charge, 10 attack, 17 impervious, 4 damage. Piece. That piece is just a, that's an insane book piece. Um, and that Tony is only going to run you like three or four bucks. Yeah. And then I also want to mention, I kind of lumped them together because I couldn't pick which one I liked better. The Iron Man War Machine. Invincible Iron Man, the Rare War Machine, and the Super Rare War Machine. Um, another piece that Howard liked a lot when he when we talked to him that yeah. came out this year was the, the regular non-prime. Simply because of his long range and running shot and his trait that you get to choose at the beginning of the game. I actually had to face this guy a couple weeks ago. At the beginning of the game, choose a standard power. When an opposing character that attacks him can use that power, you modify its attack and damage negative one for that attack. So if you got this big, nasty, pulse-waving Magneto, I choose pulse-wave, and when you try to hit me... Oh, wait. <laughs> I just... Of course, I just chose the one power that would actually get around this because it doesn't yeah. say it can't be ignored. <laughs> okay, you have Psychic Blast. I choose Psychic Blast, and now when you hit me, it's not going to sting so bad if you even do hit me because now yeah. you're negative one attacking damage. And I get to choose that. You know, you get to see the opponent's team and yes, then make sir. that decision. He also has that great swing, like we said, of a six. At, if you're running shots, he can go six squares and then shoot eight. That's a really far swing these days. And then the Prime... Is pretty expensive with 245 points, but he has the double power act. You give him a double power action, and he gets two different actions as free actions, any any actions he wants. He's pretty good. And then he has the trait, which is nuts too. Each time he's targeted, doesn't even have to be hit. Each time he's targeted, you put a retaliation token on his card. Then you give him a free action, remove two, and he can make a ranged combat attack against the target. <laughs> so while he has those double tokens and he gets shot at, he gets to each time he gets the little tokens, and then he can do a free he can do a free shot the next turn and clear in the next turn double double. I mean, this dude pumps out reliable damage. Yes, he does. He also has ten clicks, but again, he's two hundred and forty five points. So both the war machines are really good, and a lot of people are enjoying them quite a bit. On to defenders, which is a keyword that has quietly gotten love a lot of love lately if you look at the set distributions you get four of them in wolverine five of them in fear itself four of them in amazing spider-man two in chaos war one in tablet like you just get a little here and there but these are good pieces enough to make up a yeah. you got our old buddy uh zero zero two colossus Ooh, great piece for the points yes, sir He's got a charge 10 attack with super strength and a four damage and power and invincible is the main thing um, if you can get this guy in safely on a good map, 
where he's not getting shot at while he's moving up. The dude is going to hit somebody for six, and then he's going to have Invincible to soak up the damage when they go try Indeed. to hit him back. you got one of our old friends we haven't seen for a while here, Drew. Old Dr. Druid. Dr. Druid. Dr. Druid's that piece where when the set first got spoiled and we first did our first sealed with Spider-Man, nobody was really psyched that he was in the set. Nobody cared about the piece. But and then as we started to play him, yeah. we were all like, this piece this guy. is nuts. So I'm in love with this guy. He's got... You guys will have to look at his dial to truly appreciate how it works. And it, it's a very odd dial that surprisingly works very well. Top dial, he's got Prob TK. Or, uh, yeah, Prob TK. Next two clicks, he's got Mind Control and either TK or Outwit. But then his last three clicks, he turns into suddenly just a beast. He can Pulse Wave. when he Before you give him a Pulse Wave, you can place him in a square of Hindering within six squares line of fire and then Pulse Wave from there. It's just a non-free action. And he... Yeah, yeah, sure, you could even choose a move to move it farther than he needs to move. But basically, I can be way away from your group of figures. You think you're safe, and then I teleport over next to them and then pulse wave. Yep. Um, and he has a Poison, Invul, Outwit, and again, Mystic's team ability. This guy is great for 144 points. He's really the definition of sneaky good piece. We got our old friend... White suit, iron fist. Nothing needs to be said about Ace that guy. Is good. If you don't have four of these on your shelf by now, you're doing something wrong. And uh, uh, Iceman, I brought up earlier from the team base. Now he's a weird one for me to put on there, like the Psylocke, because they come from a team base. Yeah. I don't really know how much that blue team base is running right now. I don't know if it's less than twenty. I doubt it is. It probably is right on the nose, if not more. Yeah. But I wanted to include him because he's a great new defender option. He has the barrier. He does barrier. He has six range. And then he makes a close combat targeting a character adjacent to the marker. Each hit character is given an action token and dealt one damage for each action token it now has. Yeah. It's really, really nice. I, and you get him in On, rare slots. If yeah, you, if you can get this guy in a close corridors, like a negative zone, yeah. where it's got those... You can run a barrier along a big group of guys and then in cap, in cap, in cap, and damage, damage, damage. It's, it's going to awesome. be really, really nuts. Um, and then, last but not least, Hank Pym. Hank Pym from Chaos War? Yeah, from Chaos War, because the dude has options. He's 75 points, you park his ass on an object, and you give him a free action. Choose a standard attack power he can use at this turn. Each turn he gets to change that. You can give him TK. You give them precision strike if there's a pesky little piece that you need to finish off that's running around, you know, causing trouble. You give them psychic blast if that's what you need. Uh, you can give them energy explosion if you if your opponent has some pieces that are clumped together. And he alternates outwit and perplex down his dial. Yes, he is a great, great piece. One that I really fell in love with the more I played him back in the day around Chaos War and No Man's Land days. The golden age. The golden age, for us at least. <laughs> you want to talk about some brotherhood figures? Brotherhood. Well, first up, is, is it the we toad? got one of our, ma- is our it main the toad? boys. Okay, Toad's probably one of the best Taya pieces they've printed in a while. In modern age, for sure. Yeah, yeah he's he's uh, he's got uh, movement ability. He can use loop climbing plasticity, which on his own is pretty ridiculous for 40 friggin' points. Give a friendly character with a higher point value and within eight squares of power action to move Toad up to a speed value. So he gets in yep. pretty damn easy. 
He's got that combat reflexes with a 17 on top dial. 19 from melee. And if he needs to go and switch to somebody else, he's got plasticity and leap climb. He's nuts. So he just goes right away and goes he's like him He's up. like 25 cents and he's going to tie up pieces <coughs> that are like $25. Yeah, exactly. And another cool thing is he's a piece that actually you would like the Brotherhood of Mutants team ability on. Yes. Because he... That means when he moves, he doesn't take away from your action total. He's only 40 points, and when he, all he's going to be doing is moving, because he's tied up. Yep. So when he moves, he's not taking away from your action total. So the rest of your dudes can do whatever they need to do to set up or to dish out damage while he does his job, which is to sit there and be annoying and uh, he is very annoying. drill some acid and nah. wrap his tongue around a wonder girl. Oh, God. The most annoying piece you'll probably find. <laughs> now, this next piece you might have heard of. Spiral. You you know, Spiral. I think I heard that name somewhere once or twice. I played Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. We're some vets. Yep. Spiral does a few things. <laughs> a few things that little used to be uh, pretty disputably uh, broken. <laughs> disputably. <laughs> um, Spiral has a trait... That is now modified, so let me try to spit this off the dome here. Spit some knowledge. Once again. Um, On the dome. Basically, post changes, you give her a double power action, and you place a special terrain marker adjacent to her, and then another one anywhere on the map. And at the beginning of your next turn, I think, then pieces can start to go through the portal. But it now changes... Um, it used to be you just moved and you continued your continued your move on the other edge of the portal. Now you have to be standing on one side, take a free action to pop up on the other side of the portal. That's how it works. So it's not as good now, but this piece is still just as good. That yeah. dial is still just as annoying to take down. Jeez. She has pulse wave for four pulse wave, energy shield, and prob for four clicks. And then her last four clicks are so annoyingly freaking efficient yeah she's got charge with 11s and 10s on attacks and blades and flurry and she gets to re-roll her d6 once per turn yep and she then she has 17 reflexes with shape change how is this a thing so she's 19 from melee and has shape change on top of that who designed this piece i don't know man that's what remember when we talked about her initially i was like this piece is worth 106 points without the trade. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, and then they threw that broken ass trade on top of her. Um, I definitely suggest picking up a spiral five dollars or less easily uh, these days. She will be found. You, I would like to talk about Shadow King. You want to talk about Shadow King? I played him in my first Wolverine the X Men sealed, and he was really good. Um, Granted, I gave him a running shot hammer because that's what he's lacking, but he's still good even without one. He's 122 points for an 8-click long piece, and he's a mind con- dedicated mind control piece. He has a special one. Um, he gets a range value of 10 when he uses mind control, and when he does, he doesn't take the unavoidable damage. Hit targets may be assigned two free actions instead of one. One of them must be a move. Which... It's really nice. Oh, darn. There were games where I would mind control Colossus, make it go hit his Oracle, and then run the Colossus back to his side of the map <laughs> while I take the rest of the team out, you know? Yeah. There was points where I would mind, con- uh, I mind controlled a uh, Monkey King, 
um, punched somebody, then rushed him next to my uh, Wolverine, who then bla- uh, flurry blades them on the spot. Like it's so nice getting those two moves off the mind control and not taking the damage from yep. it. And then you stack on the fact that this motherfreaker is hard to take down. Yes, he has uh, a defense power. He ignores all but one damage dealt by adjacent characters. So basically, you have to shoot this guy. If you can give this dude stealth through some through Batman Cow or something like yeah. that, the dude is a pain to deal with um, because you basically can't hit him. You can't kill him melee. He ignores all but one when you hit him with melee, and then when he's dealt after action resolve, you roll a d six on a three to six, so a sixty six percent chance you healing back that one damage. Yeah, but he'd still giant sized characters could you know. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Giant size wouldn't have wouldn't have to deal with that. Good point there, Drew. Really, this guy coming up with the ideas. Then uh, his last four clicks, he gets mind control, psychic blast, and his values go up with purple. It's on a four. So this is a piece. This is a dial that you look at, and you it doesn't look like a yeah. It doesn't. Oh look- man, point and shoot, one hundred twenty piece point, uh, just bruiser. But it is extremely efficient at what it does. It's a very focused yes. mind control piece. And it's one of the best mind control pieces. In high piece games, he's going exists. to be a very good secondary threat that they're not going to spend all their time focusing on. Uh, I want you to talk about this dude here, Havoc, who I was thinking earlier. Mr. Actually, Summers. I might keep it quiet for now until you ask after the podcast what right. I'm planning on doing with this cutie here. All right, well, I'm going to uh, go over. All right, you go ahead. All right, so uh, he has a trait with Scott Summers. He, he ignores all damage dealt by characters named Cyclops. Yeah, we don't care about that. Unless it's Delta. Okay, I'm just going over the piece. They're brothers. They can't When he's next to Polaris, he gets plus one attack because there's this big thing with the Jason brothers and sisters in the set, so they're like... Okay, when Havoc makes a ranged combat attack targeting an opposing character and has a direct line of fire, the area of effect for the attack includes all other characters occupying squares adjacent to the squares that the line of fire passes through. The target is dealt damage normally, and each other hit character is dealt one penetrating damage. Jesus. That's one penetrating damage. So basically, he has a three square wide beam Yes. when he shoots and makes an attack. And uh, he has Psychic Blast with that, too, with three uh, with three damage. So he can Running Shot, Psychic Blast the target he's shooting at for three, and then anybody who's in those squares on either side of his beam take one penetrating. Yep. It's really, really nice. He's a good piece. He's very well designed. Seven clicks, 81 points, has a three damage with Pensai and Running Shot. He's good. Um, and then his last three clicks, he gets uh, Pulse Wave and Outwit. Or, uh, sorry, Pulse Wave and Willpower. Running Shot, Pulse Wave, Willpower. Leadership. I love picking up Pulse Wave late game. Yes, sir. And I think this guy's a great secondary attacker. The Brotherhood are kind of limited right now. They don't have a ton of options. And he's one of the better, cheap, easy to fit on your team at 81 points secondary attackers. You've probably got eight of them and you don't even know it. <laughs> yeah. And then last is a piece that may have slipped by your attention that even slipped by my attention until I had played him a couple times to really learn to really appreciate this dude, and it's M10-015 Magneto. Not the Under the Dome Magneto. This is the um, bro- This is the House of M suit yeah. Magneto. He's 113 points, 8 range, 11 attacks, 17 impervious leadership, and then it, 3 clicks of Pulse Wave. 
and he promotes into the massive uh, 250-point Magneto. Captain Dome Magneto. (laughs) Captain Dome. So the cool thing about this guy is you only pay 113 points for him, and you keep him at max range, at 8 range, let him run and shot, hit a couple shots. He has impervious to protect himself. He has leadership, so he can carry another brotherhood of mutants. He's got leadership to help the rest of your team. You keep him at max range, land a couple shots, and wait for that chance to promote into a full 250-point piece because he comes, he promotes onto top dial. He's same click number. Mm-hmm. So if you go right onto that, t- if you can keep this guy max range, which I've managed to do a couple times, you just got, uh, what, 112, or uh, no, sorry, 113 to 250, so 130. Five point yeah promotion like it's nuts. Um, the Magneto he promotes into gets running shot pulse wave and uh, quake as well, and then it gets this special little debris tokens that can be put onto it and off of it that basically makes you take Mystics when you hit them. Yeah, it's really really good. Uh, I I initially didn't think that this O you know, fifteen Magneto was that good until I played him a couple times. And really managed to, to take great advantage of his range and that promotion mechanic. So I really felt like I needed to mention him. And then I want you to wrap us up with a Some, new keyword that, for one, I was scared they wouldn't even print in Wolverine yeah. and the X-Men. And not only did they print it, they made basically every character you and I could have wanted yes. in this Wolverine and oh the X-Men set. God, and yeah. that is X-Factor. Okay, so first off we got Longshot, who we've already talked about, but... Let me tell you again, guy's good. Um, second, Shatterstar. Okay, so Shatterstar has been making some waves in the metal. He's already gotten changed. He's already gotten changed. So now, when you use his X Portal trait, uh, once per game, you give him a power action. Choose a lower point friendly character than you, and place you and that character anywhere on the map. However, now the character that you carry with you cannot make a non-free action. So no it's more, still really good. It's still really He's good. He's still getting anywhere on the map once per game. Whether you use that defensively to get somebody the hell out of dodge back to your medic, or whether you use that offensively to get across the map behind somebody and then next turn, you know, slap the crap out of them. Yeah, but Blades, Claws, Fangs, Flurry, and Charge with an ability to get in... It's just, it's just nuts. It's, he's, an, he's nuts. You know what's great about him is he's basically a secondary attacker... With yeah. a near broken trait. Yeah. That's why he's so good. That is. And then late down he picks up that Blades exploit. Yeah, man. With side And you're always going to Blades with this guy because he's got a two why damage. Why not? He's Shit. Got, he's Flurry got, and Blades? He's got a two damage value, so you're like, all right, Blades, six. Blades, six or dead. Blades, 420 all day? That's right. Error day. What about uh, the core of Jamie Madrox? The main man. The leader, if you will. You know, he's the leader. His piece is ridiculous. He, he, you know, he gets copies. Yes. You you pay seventy five for the first one, and then and 20, then you bring along a lot of twenty five point versions yeah. with you. Now you can pay as many as you want at twenty five. After that, you don't have to play any at all. But the cool thing is, like you said, he creates dupes when you hit him. And the power, the attack power shows, so you only need to hit him for two or more. However much damage he took, he spits out that many 25-point dupes adjacent to him. 
He also gets a Mysterio-esque perplex mm-hmm. instead of outwit. Um, he doesn't he get in power? Is that the? Uh, That's the other one, the yeah. gravity feed one. This guy's better. I I've played both versions now. I talked about this guy last week. I or maybe it was this week with me and Austin. I played this guy on my X Factor team at GP, and he paid off. I tied up a Thor, that AVX Thor, mm-hmm. who could running shot energy explosion my whole team tie one or turn one. So I rushed up, tied him up, and he was like, I'll just send in my Valkyrie to hit you and wipe that multiple man off the face of the map. Hits him for four, spit out four uh, Jamies. Now the Thor can't even get around all the Jamies to get to my yes. team. It was nuts. I kept, uh, he killed six Jamies that I didn't even bring into the game. Like I produced that many. And, uh, and then yeah. he's got that cool power on oh, his yeah. movement that helps him do it longer. Yeah. You give him the free action and you knock out a adjacent friendly multiple man and you heal the multiple that multiple man of one. So and then you can switch places yes. with the multiple man. So like you said, you got the Mysterio effect going on. Yes. And then he's got leadership on top of that so he can clear tokens off the little twenty five point versions. Really, really fun piece to play too. Yes, sir. And Tom Diley's got Flurry with the 17 reflexes. He can hold his own. And then yeah. you got the 209 Jean Grey also has the X-Factor, like I said. Um, one thing to note, the reason I, another reason I really like her for X-Factor teams, most, if not all of the X-Factors except like M, do not fly. Yeah. So she can carry them, and yes. she carries three people when she does. And she supplies long range, which a lot of the, uh, even Longshot, who's the best... Um, uh, range doesn't option have a doesn't long, have a long range, so yeah, I really like this Jean Grey a lot. If yes, you can, sir. if you haven't noticed by now, she's great. And then I want you to talk about our big, the big bruiser version of the X Factor team, Miss Saint Croix, 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 Miss Saint Croix. Anyway, uh, she's she's a big bruiser piece. Um, she uh, she gets dabbles of hypersonic, but she starts with a twelve charge. Super strength, invincible, with outwit and perplex. She's just she's the big beater that strong guy should be. Yep. And uh, she has the two hundred point version and the one fifty point version. And if you start the two hundred point version, you get traded willpower. Oh yeah, you get traded willpower. And she gets that healing power later too. Yeah, she's pretty sexy. She's. she's I haven't got to play her yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Shout out, strong guy. And uh, oh, top dial, you get the outwit and perp too. Oh yeah, you for do. For two hundred points, yeah. So she can hit pretty damn hard with outwit, super strength, perplex. Um, think about perping that damage up again, plus the heavy object, and then outwit their defense, hitting them for seven. Yeah, it's pretty uh, good. That's, pretty a, that's good. a little good. Pretty good. Seven damage, you know. Pretty good. That that'll only uh, KO pretty much every piece. Shout out, stronger. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of wanted to include Strong Guy, but I thought M was a lot better. You know well, I mean? she is, but Strong Guy is deceptively good. Exactly, I agree. Uh, you, if you want to pick one up, he's only going to cost you like 50 cents. Not even that, I'll, I'll give you one. <laughs> send us a letter, you pay postage. I'll send you one. We'll send you a Strong you Guy. You can't play an X-Factor team without a Strong Guy. <laughs> I'm letting you know this right now. He's just well. Why don't you talk about him? So just love him so much. What's okay, so his thing, his whole thing, is that he absorbs damage, and that when he takes damage from attack, he can use Battle Fury, Giant Reach, and he increases his combat values by the amount of damage taken until the end of your next turn. 
Remember that one game we played? It was like a four-way battle royal. Uh-huh. Austin was playing like zombies, and you guys were playing Big Bruiser. Strong Guy was my MVP. Strong Guy lived through the whole thing, Yes, didn't he? yeah. He just pooped <laughs> on everybody. He did. Um, Austin kept pegging him for two or three at a time. Yeah, I'm like, you idiot. You're just, just making make him stronger. <laughs> you make Strong Guy strong, he's going to hit you. Um, Richter's a fun piece, but he's not... Nasty. He's not worthy of me mentioning it. Yeah. I like him, too. So the cool thing about all these X Factor pieces, aside from him, yeah, they're all like a quarter. Yeah, they're all. I played an X Factor team. I just put it together and it was fun. Jean Grey will run you about three bucks, four bucks since she's some gravity feed. M will run you about ten or less since she's a super. Rare. The rest of these guys are a quarter or fifty cents. Yeah. Same with Brotherhood. Yeah, um, you've got the Magneto from the M10, and if you want to pick up his promotion too. Those together will cost you twenty bucks or less, but then the rest of those guys cost you what a quarter. Yeah, um, spiral maybe a couple bucks. The defenders were also really cheap, all all in at, like common ones. Um, one defender I did I just noticed I forgot to mention, and I do want to bring him up because oh, we gosh. haven't talked about him for a while. So I know who you're talking about. I apologize for missing it earlier. I'm going to go back to defenders, and I want to bring up Gravity Feed Doctor Strange of Galactic Guardians, number 206. Now, we have a lot of experience with this dude. Yes. For 75 points, he gives adjacent friendlies energy shield, and he has perplex on top of that. So that's the main thing you use him for at first is phasing, carrying, and then giving energy shield to a However many people around him you want to put. Yep. Um, on def- he's basically the co- core piece on defend ball teams. Yes. Um, you either want him or you want the Amazing Spider-Man. Um, you get to do some. Dark Strange. You get some cool stuff going with defend and. Energy shield. Yeah. And then just... if you can add hindering on top of that on the right map, your all your guys are plus three. Yep. But you do have to worry about an energy explosion. You do. It's a big one. As I taught Harry very quickly. Yeah. Energy explosion force blast. But is, then again, but if, then again, if you can't even hit the numbers yeah, that you need, y- then you could be upwards of a twenty. Yeah. yeah. Well, the way Harry had it was a twenty-three because of the Ant Man. Oh my gosh! And actually, I did that at dugout or at uh, Comic Book University a couple months ago. I did that same, yeah. basically Harry same team. Yeah. Except I didn't have Sundry on. He's he's a core defend ball team. But this guy will run you about ten bucks or less. Well, well worth it. He's definitely worth it. Dude, we used to see him every week. Yes, he's re- he's. Nuts, man. When Galactic Guardians came out, everybody was about that 206 Doctor Strange. Yeah, man. So I got like three of them. I hope that guy gives you guys, especially new players, some ideas of what pieces to pick up if you want to play some Marvel team uh, theme teams. Granted, like I said, this isn't all the good options for those keywords. These are just pieces that are cheap money-wise and are ones that fit easily onto different variations of teams. That's why we want to include them yes, and sir. make you guys aware of them, especially, like I said, new players who weren't around for Galactic Guardians yeah. and weren't around for the anniversary set or um, didn't at least not pay a whole lot of attention to what it. And around di- for Chaos War. What, what that sounds these? crazy, but, I mean, it's been, it has actually been a while since Chaos War came out. It's been about a almost year. Almost two a, years. Yeah, almost two years. So, man, that makes me feel old. I know, right? <laughs> I don't know why that makes us feel old, but it does. Um, We're going to have to do, like, a Drew and Hunter's Silver Age Corner one day. <laughs> Pick our favorite Silver Age pieces. We should bring Scott in for that episode. Yeah, yeah we should. The OG. 
OG Scott, OG OG Loke, um, Robin. Let's go to community section. Question this week, and I'll let you answer too. Yeah. What was your favorite 2013 comic book movie? We had Thor, Kick Ass Two. Um, we had R.I.P.D. We had Man of Steel. Man of Steel. What? There's one more I'm forgetting. Iron Man Three. Yeah. And is that it? Yeah, that's it. I think that's it. Now, have you seen all of those? I've seen most. What was? What did you think was the best? Thor: The Dark World. Most people agreed with you. In fact, I'd say I would venture to say a good like eighty percent of people agreed with you. Yeah. What'd you say? Because I know you ain't seen Thor yet. I haven't seen Thor yet, and um, I said Man of Steel. I well, don't. That would have been my choice if I hadn't seen Thor, but I saw Thor. I, I'm sure Thor is better because I hear nothing but amazing things about it. So I'll be seeing it very soon. Um, I. The I really don't know why more people don't like Man of Oh Wolverine, that's the other one I was Oh still. I, I don't know why more people don't like Man of Steel. I thought it was a I liked it. Very well crafted movie. It was one of the best Superman movies they I mean The Superman movie was the, the best. It I was mean, the there best. There have not been good Superman movies really. You gotta understand and you gotta look at this from a perspective. Superhero movies have not always been I know we're spoiled by the Marvel movie universe, but And the the Batman, you yeah. know, series too, but um as I said, most people said Thor 2, and then Man of Steel and Wolverine were kind of tied for second. I liked Wolverine a lot. I think we talked about it on the podcast. I haven't seen um, it. I don't think Austin's seen it either, but I really did. It was surprisingly good, and it, it, it the fact that it was in Japan and that it dealt with um, it dealt with Simmer, Silver Samurai and some of his classic uh, storyline characters. Yeah. It kind of got to his roots, you know what I mean? And it was kind of cool to be away from the whole X-Men you know, side of things. And it was a really cool look at Wolverine. I really enjoyed that movie as well. Um, dial design. We have not given our grades out yet for week two. The assignment was to give us a morph dial. Um, but I want to bring up a couple that I liked the best so far. Have you gotten a chance to look through many of these I, yet? I've been really busy. Um, a couple of the the highlights I like really well so far. I like this uh, one. Aberrant Reborn did a Shang-Chi, who's a big Avengers character right now, kind of coming back into the limelight. Which is good. Um, has some really... Basically, he morphs fighting styles. Yeah. See, on each style, he has different powers. Like, he has tiger style, he has, like, charge and blades, and then, uh, nunchucks, he has sidestep and flurry, and, like, drunken monkey, he gets some other crazy stuff, and I I thought that was a really cool idea. I actually wouldn't have thought about, you know, doing, like, a fighting style version. You could do that with Iron Fist as well. It'd be really cool. Um, another one that I really, really liked, a dial H... Morph mechanic um, even starts off with Robbie Reed, and uh, uh, then goes oh into gosh. all these random like he's got crazy, human starfish. Yeah, all these crazy ideas, which are really. This, I wish he would have got some of the, you know, higher power ones, but these are yeah, good. The, well, since it's morph, he's trying to stay around the same point value, yeah. but these are great. Um, that's a great idea, and it's funny. I didn't even think about Dial H. But I it said. is the perfect. It word. is the exact like morph. That's 
I can't believe I didn't think about that. I know, me So big ups to you, and the dials actually look pretty cool, too. And then there was one other one that I really liked. I Have you read Invincible yet? Uh, yeah. So one guy did a, a robot. Did he? Yeah, you can switch between the suits. So you got the standard robot. Then you got the brute, um, the the big, um, yeah. the one that he goes into whenever he goes into battle, or he controls when he's in battile. Yeah. And then the Sky Cycle version. Nice. So, yeah, it's really cool. They all play differently. They're all at the 100-point range. And uh, that's a really cool idea, too. I wouldn't have thought about that either. So it's awesome to see the things you guys come up with. We'll get those grades to you very soon. Drew, do you want to go ahead and give out the week three assignment? Um, you can do whatever the heck you want. Um, like, you can do um, any kind of character choice you want, or you can do what I did and pick a mechanic for people to include, however you want to do it. Damn, Hunter. Is there any... Uh, I completely forgot. That's uh, all right. All right, let's see here. You know, since we did a morph, we might... Give me an alter ego. All right, we can do that. Let's get in uh, that alter ego. I'll put it on the. Uh, I'll put it on the. The. I know there's like thread. there's like a good amount of alter ego fakes, but I don't. They they haven't been shown in any. Love well, alter ego is also really fun because how yeah. many characters are there that exist in comics that clip that WizKids hasn't made alter egos? Yeah, for seriously. I mean, hell, I really thought in Iron Man in Invisible Iron Man that we were going to get a War Machine alter ego. Yeah. In yeah. fact, I think we talked when we said what we, we want. We did get Happy Hogan into Freak. That's though. true, but that's not the one I saw coming. Yeah, you know, I wasn't. I didn't think. I thought we'd get a War Machine. So yeah. Uh, so that'll be week three. I'm not gonna tell. I'm not gonna tell them the one I really want, but I'll tell you the one I really want after this. All right. Okay. We'll see if it if it, uh, it gets shows made. up. I'm uh, sure Swagnito will de- somehow figure it out because he's he's a gamer that. Yeah, Swagnito, it's DC Universe. He's so you probably won't. I mean, you'll get it. Uh, we want to talk about Best Build because we'll be playing it next, uh, this coming Saturday. We already picked our teams. Yes, sir. I had Spidey Swings team from Gmail. And if you guys weren't aware of the Best Build, it was 300 points. Every figure has to be either red or green. That includes their dials. Uh, so like the Spider-Man, Iron Man chases are fine, Hulk chases are fine. It's modern, 300 points, figures only, and I have 20 relics all assigned numbers, and before each match, each player gets given is given a random relic, and there's plus two to all relic rolls, and some of them are really good, some of them are really crappy. There's a globe of ultimate knowledge in there that is not <laughs> worth jack crap. There's a rebreather in there that is not going to help you if you're not on a water map. But there's also a flame blast ring and a Mjolnir and crazy stuff. Yep. So you're. By the way, plus two to Mjolnir is nuts. That's exactly what my thinking was. Um, So it's going to be really fun, and uh, it adds a lot of randomness factor to it since it's a Christmas event. Yes, sir. Now the teams we picked, I chose Spidey Swing, who has Holiday Elf, Pandora, Nightwing, the main set Batman, who I really really love. And a captured warbot and a damaged warbot, which I didn't think about Pogs because both of those guys are basically robots that are all green. If you check them out, so they are very festive. So yeah, we'll go with we'll go with that too. Pogs are fine as long as they're red or green. Um, you picked Pupil Surfer, who we've used his teams before. No, that was Austin. Oh, oh, sorry, Austin picked Pupil Surfer. Um, I think you guys have each used his team once yeah. before. Yeah. Um, 
It's Green Lantern Batman, Teen Titans Green Lantern at 110, an Army Private Pog, and two Captured Warbot Pogs. And then we have, uh, you picked uh, Ruroni. I never had to know, know how to pronounce his name. Ruroni. Ruroni or Ruroni. Uh, KJS, who also submits dial design uh, contest to us. And it is Kali Misty Duo from Amazing Spider-Man. Mr. Unknown from the uh, Batman set. And in in uh, Incredible Hulk Daredevil at 75, the main set version. Which I think you, you used to play him when we played home games a long yes, time ago. That was uh, one, of your, one of your dudes. And Wong. Wong. Too. So uh, he, Mighty he, Wong. He can do uh, power action perplex and, and stuff like that. So that would be a fun team. What what was it about that team that kind of caught your attention? Um, Daredevil and Misty. <laughs> Just the Daredevil <laughs> that you used to play all the time? Yeah, I love that Daredevil. Um, I picked Spidey Swings team. Also, I want to see if Mr. Unknowns is really bad as he looks. Well, I played him on a Batman Inc. team one time, and he's actually pretty good. Is he? He's a good tie-up. He's like, tra- I think he's traded Leap Climb, and then he has uh, Combat Reflexes. And Hunter just dropped him off the face He's of broken. We can't he's broke. I'm going to choose a new team. I choose Hunters. <laughs> I chose uh, Spidey Swings because, I, for one, I've been wanting to play Haldale yeah, for Yeah, I really wanted And to. for two, I appreciated the construction because Haldale's a wild card. And with Pandora, you have it's Mystics. So yes. And with Nightwing, you have Stealth. Yes. So I can give the elf whatever he needs. And also, a lot of the relics are um, range-based. Yeah. So you have the elf can pick up any of those. Oh, don't do tell well. me Electroblast is in there. Oh, yeah, it's in there. Oh, no. Now, you know since it's luck factor, I'm not going to get matched up with it. So you don't have anything to worry By about. By the way, Mr. Unknown's got cool scotching. Holiday Elf is probably going to get the rebreather yeah. once or twice. I hope he does. Oh, on my luck. Let's hope Holiday Austin Elf. Austin will is. get uh, Mjolnir every time. Or I, Flame I, Blast. Or whatever good I have in there. <laughs> Uh, we had a message on our Facebook that I... It was more of a question. And uh, I thought it was actually an interesting concept. And I wanted I told him I would bring it up on the podcast. He has a question. Would stores make more money? Oh, this is from William Holland on Facebook. Uh, thanks for writing to us, William. He has a question. Would stores make more money if they sold common, uncommon, rare, super rares at the store? As uh, mainly he's talking about CURs, so or I call them cures. So he could pack it. Would stores think of it in the terms of uh, let's, Magic. let's think about GP? Oh, GP. Would would GP make more money buying a bunch of boosters themselves, cracking them, sorting them out, and putting them into common to common rare packs and selling that for like fifty bucks or whatever they want to sell it for, or selling individual boosters? Um, what would we think about that? And and then selling the super rares and the chases individually, like on you know in the case, like yeah. like they do with magic cards sometimes. Yeah, it really depends on your scene. Yeah, that's true. Um, now, Game Preserve does sell separate single clicks. However, I don't think they've been selling. Yeah, they have. Yeah. Oh, you mean have they been? Have people actually been buying yeah. them? No, because the prices are a little bit high. Oh. Um, but the thing is. Those are also not ones that they open themselves from their own product that they buy. Those are more trade-in stuff. Like uh, you can trade into store credit and then people can buy, you know, buy Yeah, them. I'm saying I'm going to say yes actually. They don't do it on a large scale. Would they make more money? I'm going to say possibly. I'm going to say yes because 
Okay, you order a bunch of product for your own store. You crack packs. You got commons, uncommons, rares. You put super rares and chases in the case. You order more product to sell for sealed, for people who want pre-orders, and if they don't get what they want out of those boxes, they can buy it from your case. But you're going to have to put it at a decent price because... Yeah, but then, you know, the negative side to that is... If the set's not really selling a whole lot... Yeah, that's true. The the thing I was thinking about is... um, Already giving people the common uncommon rares. Like for me, that's all I usually want yeah. anyways. So I would, whereas I would have bought a bunch of boosters playing seals or picking up one here and there. Um, if I could easily buy the cure for just 30 bucks, yeah. I would just do that and be done. And I would be spending more any, any more money at your venue. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It would be really interesting. I... I if you guys know of any store that only does that, they don't sell boosters, they just, you know, crack, spread, and and sell the pieces, then let us know. Um, it's a very interesting concept. It, now, I know a lot of places do that for Magic. If so. you, Well, yeah. Like, that's how they, they get business is they crack packs and then they, yeah. Yep. So, um, but my thing also was, I'm not sure how WizKids would feel if they found out about that, because they're kind of weird sometimes. They you know? are definitely kind of weird. So, WizKids, shout out, you're weird. So, uh, I'd be interested to see what they think about that as well. Collusion. <laughs> we had, we had a, uh, a message on our email from What's Ray that? Anderson. I've never seen an email. It's, uh, it's apparently electronic mail, and uh, you you write a message... Oh, on a, on an electronic device, and then it goes to like an invisible mailbox. It's pretty crazy. That is insane. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was invented a few weeks ago. <laughs> and uh, let me find our Ray Anderson, who has wrote to us before. Uh, he has a, a email that says, "Clearly, over the last couple of months, the market's been flooded. Mage Knight, Arkham Origins, Dota, AVX, Hobbit, Dark World, Iron Man." And he's like, I'm sure I missed one somewhere. I personally don't see this as bad, quote unquote, as more product is always welcome. I do, however, see the struggles in being able to get all of it. I'm a poor man myself and had to choose which sets to leave behind. In my case, I chose to buy a case of Iron Man, CTD of Origins, the Dota, and Mage Knight starters. I bought a couple packs of Thor and was able to trade for much of the set. My question to you is this. When there are months of flooded releases, what do you do? Do you save up throughout the year so that you're ready to get it all? Or do you limit to certain releases and try to get the full sets? Do you buy a little of everything and hope for the best? Are you secretly a billionaire who buys factory sets with tip money? And this whole conversation is a waste of your time? Looking forward to hearing your thoughts on the issue. Um, Uh, It's going to be different for both of us. And I'll let you go first. Yeah, it is definitely going to be different for both of us. Um, my monetary income is definitely not huge. Um, it was really difficult deciding what I wanted to buy, and I settled on Mage Knight. Mainly due to the fact that, A, I could probably trade some stuff if there was something I really, 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 really wanted. Um, and, you know, B, it's just so much stuff. It was a huge amount of sets came out too freaking fast. 
AVX uh, for Christmas, of course. AVX know. was kind of mandatory for me. Yeah. Um. For everybody, pretty much. And you missed Lord of the Rings. Um. That's what he forgot. And uh, it's just, I wanted Lord of the Rings, but it was like, well, Andrew, you got to make a choice: Mage Knight or Lord of the Rings. Yep. Um, and I mean, I used to collect every piece of yeah. every set. Actually, I say used to. I currently am. Uh, that is not an expensive thing. <laughs> or uh, sorry, that's not a cheap thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, now I make pretty good money, but I have a lot of bills. I'm trying to help my fiance finish off her school loans. And also, I just spent $2,000 at the dentist. Yeah, I heard um, that. That uh, in work that's currently going on. If you guys think I sound kind of funny and, and off today and over the last few weeks and probably for the next couple months, it's because my mouth is in distress. And uh, I had a root canal earlier this week. I had a two, I've had two teeth replaced. I've had uh, six fillings. I have to get my wisdom teeth pulled pretty soon. Like, it's a mess. Um so now that I've had to spend two thousand dollars on my mouth, I'm really cutting down on my clicks. Yeah. Now, I already limit myself spending wise. I only get so much spending money each month. But uh, now that this is cut down, I'm going to cut down even more on my actual spending money. My, if you're limited like I am and like Hunter is now, my best advice is to just stay away from sealed product as much as you can. Oh, I do that even when I am yeah. collecting, especially when I'm collecting. It's just, I feel like I have never wasted so much, I don't know. I like WizKids and I like supporting them, but they're getting a bit ridiculous with these prices. I agree. Um, the fact that boosters are now MSRP twelve ninety five, freaking stupid. It was like what? Um, you know that the cost of production for them has not increased because you can tell. Because I can understand. Like, look at the sculpts on Mage Knight, and then look at the sculpts on Iron Man. They're nowhere near comparable. Just, yeah, um, it's just they basically yeah they basically raised the price just to make m- more profit like there was no re- there was no necessity in raising the price yeah um there was and then raising the gravity feeds prices too i mean we are lucky that that our venue prices things a little cheaper than msrp at. if we were paying msrp prices i would barely be buying anything yeah seriously and uh, we're also lucky that two of our main two venues we play in both do prizes $5 buy-in prizes on most weeks that's a way and so you can crack open the packs pick ahead of time what you need so it's easier and cheaper than buying blind product yeah you know if i buy 10 boosters or 10 single packs and get a bunch of dupes. Whereas if I'm slowly picking them through prizes, I can only get I can get the things that I I need and not the do, double up on stuff. Yeah. Um. So I still am trying to get every piece. Also, another good thing is I have a couple friends who always buy too much, so they always have. I, for instance, I got the basically the whole entire common uncommon rare of Iron Man for free. Yeah, um, they were just throwing stuff at me. I mean, there's a bag full of it right there. Yeah. Um, I And then I go through, and for now, I, I'm just going to do that. I'm just going to pick up you know, pieces here and there. The pieces that I really, really want that I know I will actually play or that I might even want to build like legit meta-wise teams for big tournaments, I'm going to buy or trade for, preferably trade for, like Silver Centurion. Yeah. Um, 
both of those war machines I'd like to get my hands on. But then again, there's other... I don't really care about Prime Hyperion. Yeah. He's a pricey piece. I probably would only play him a couple times, so I'm not... I'm going to skip out on him. Yeah. But King Hyperion, I wanted... Mm-hmm. I know I'll play him. I got lucky enough to get him in prizes one day. Yeah. But uh, the Iron Man chases. I'm going to pick up a Paladin and a Pharaoh. Because they... I will actually play them. Yeah. So, um... And I think they're great pieces. So, I'm, whereas you know, last set I wanted every single chase, uh, I wanted every single piece. So, it's kind of a, an evolving uh, thing for us personally. It definitely. But is. it the, that big flood that you mentioned, Ray, uh, really changed things for me personally. Definitely, too. me too. And uh, I still have yet to pick up the Dota starter, and don't know if I will. Although um, that map is so awesome, it's pretty sick. I was hoping you were gonna pick it up. I was like, I really, I don't. just don't want to spend forty. I know bucks. forty, but I tell you what, you should do. Wait, and there'll be like ten bucks on cool stuff. I know in it's because yeah. it didn't so, sell. Enough, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If it doesn't sell enough, it'll be cheap as hell on there. Anyways, I'm, a, I'm a big Dota two fan. There are a lot of Arkham Origin pieces that I still need to get a hold of. Yeah, I got Deadshot the other day. You did? Do you have dupes of them? No. Damn. I'll I gotta get my hands on a dead shot. So, anyways, uh, thanks for the questions, you guys. If anyone else would like to send us questions, comments, feedback on the show, uh, you can catch us on Facebook. Uh, join our Facebook group. You'll get um, the fan votes every week. You'll get uh, announcements about the podcast when the podcast is out, and you can also, like I said, send us uh, mess- personal messages on Facebook. Same with Twitter yep. um, and Gmail. We are dialh4heroclix at gmail.com. You guys want to message us on there. However you prefer to to do, Just, to do your social media yeah. these days, you we can got hit, it. Us, hit us up. We're everywhere. You can't, I, I always say you can't get away from us. We're, we're, we're going to be there. You can uh, go to any random thing and type in dialh 4 in. We're the only one. You can find it. YouTube. Check out our YouTube channel. Check it out. I have the first 10 episodes of the podcast up. I will slowly but surely be adding all of the episodes on there in video form. If you um, have trouble downloading the audio version or maybe uh, at your work you can only get the YouTube you know, version. Yeah. Whatever. I know some people prefer the YouTube version, so I want that option to be on there. First 10 are already up. The next ones will be up there eventually. I'm what episode is this? Doing well. This is 23? 23, guys, 23 weeks. Is that not nuts? That is nuts to butts. (laughs) Let me tell you what. It's crazy. Um, Yeah, so check out our YouTube channel, subscribe. And uh, I have three review videos on there. Uh, Hobbit, Desolation of Smog, Mage Knight, and the AVX Starters. I I do very in-depth reviews where I literally break down every piece, talk about why it's good, why it's bad, and also give it scores. And on the Mage Knight and the Lord of the Rings, not only did I give it a score for Silver Age, I gave it a score for this those clicks in general. Like, That's in-depth right there, folks. It, it really was. Lord of the Rings, I said, this is good in Lord of the Rings because of this, this, this. But it's not so good in Silver Age because this, this, this. I mean, I, I really broke it down. Um, we, like I said, I'm also going to do those rules videos. And you and Austin can do those with me. All right. Where we take a piece... That has a lot of rules questions, like Silver Centurion. Silver Centurion. Now, we're going to wait till he gets errated before we do it. Because you know it's coming. <laughs> so, once he gets errated, we'll use him for an example. We take him, 
and we do a video showing, okay, this is how the, the token works. And if you step on it at this moment in time, it will do this, 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 and this. You would, even though the token's here, you have to draw a line of fire to the Silver Centurion. You know what I mean? Like pieces that have a lot of questions like that, yeah. we'll do reader requests. If you want to comment on the videos and say, hey, I would, you, I would love for you to do one on X piece, Just feel we'll free. do it for that. Yes, we will. I think that's a great idea. I think it's an amazing um, idea. I, and actually, a listener gave us that idea, and I cannot remember for the life of me who it was. Well, but he's a genius. I, that guy's a genius. Yeah, I like you, whoever you are. <laughs> I will find his name on. We're gonna past, find you. <laughs> the past uh, episode, so we're gonna find you and shake your hand. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in with us this week's. We will absolutely require Austin to be on the podcast next week. It's not man. It's not. It's not voluntary. It's man. Say this is an optional. It is. We're like a. We're like a gang. We we are like a gang. You know, when you join this gang. You can't bitch out. There's no way to go to back out. There's there's no. there's the grave. There's the grave. <laughs> there's no door. There's just see. The grave. I was making money. That's why I was on. <laughs> Austin's at home, probably playing Pokemon. Pro- probably uh, imagine that playing some computer game. We're gonna get another email about how we ate Austin. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> we don't care. Uh, anyways, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about the state of the meta now that the watch list is out. And uh, our, and some new pieces that came out in Iron Man and, and some other sets. Talk about what to look out for. It's better. It'll be a very interesting conversation. Meta's better. Absolutely. And we'll talk about why next week. Until then, I will see you guys in about six or seven days, I guess. Seven. See ya.